Blank check with Griffin and David. Blank check with Griffin and David. Don't know what to say or to expect. All you need to know is that the name of the show is Blank Check. And now, pre-recorded from a closet at UCB Studios <laughs> in New York City, it's the second annual Blank Check Awards! Wow. Here are your hosts, the two friends! <laughs> and why don't you put a hashtag in front of that? David Sims and Griffin Newman! Thank you. Oh, hi, everybody. That hi. guy from uh, the voiceovers. Hi, thank you, voiceover guy. What's his name? He died. Uh, oh, fuck. What's his name? Don Don Lafontaine. There you go. There it's you go. me, you, the ghost of Don Lafontaine. Yeah. Ooh. My unfinished business is done. <laughs> I return now to the netherworld. Oh, thank you, Don. Bye, Don. He's bye, going Don. into the netherworld. Oh, bye. Don is being sucked down weird to Yeah, weird to know that the netherworld is where he belongs. Yeah, I guess we finally got an answer. You know, when we started this podcast, we said we were going to answer... What happens when we die? Well, originally it was oh, who, and- who killed Heyman Lee. I don't know who that is. From Serial. Oh, oh, sure, right, yes. And we answered that within one episode. Yeah. Since then, we've been trying to answer what happens after death. Mm-hmm. And apparently, you have a list of unfinished business, and when you finish it, you get sucked down to the netherworld. If you're Don LaFontaine, that's actually all we know. That's true. Might we, be different. We if might you're need a larger else. case right. study. And well, a larger LaFontaine sample might have size. some dark shit in his past. We don't know. He does definitely. He did the voiceover for Daddy Day Camp. Oh, all right. Welcome to the Blankies. Cuba Gooding Jr. <laughs> Daddy Day Camp. He's in Daddy Day Camp? Cuba Gooding? Yeah, he replaced oh. Eddie Murphy. God, that guy had a real long, like, valley. It's a deep valley. It was like a Grand Canyon. So this is that tradition <laughs> where the Blank Check Awards always start. The With two the discussion hosts, of Cuba Gooding Jr.'s. The two hosts come out on Mid-2000s career. An adoring crowd, and they talk How, about. Cuba Gooding Jr.'s definitely announced the Oscar nominations, right? That feels, no? Nope. I mean, that feels like an easy because they had women for so many of them. Right. Like, it was right. such a tradition to have, like, a previously Oscar-nominated woman. Right. Yeah. But well, I mean, like, he's just, like, it's that, because it's always someone where you're, like, it's like Mira Sorvino. It's been Mira Sorvino twice. Yeah, where wow. you're just, like, it's like, oh, yeah, it's like someone who's an Oscar nominee, but, like, you know, can get up in the morning. Uh, she like, won. Isn't yeah. that busy. She isn't that won. Wait, she won, as did Cuba. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I remember I remember Sigourney doing it. just saying it. Yep. Has, yeah. I'm sure. sorry, Sigourney doing it. He's never won. Rude. I know. It is rude. Yep. Nominated twice in one year has never won. Kathy Bates has done it a couple of times. Yeah. M.G. Harden. I mean, Salma. Yeah. Obviously, we were just talking about and Miss Hayek. Um, but but yeah, for all for always and forever, it was uh, the the president of the academy was male. Right. So they would match right. him up with yes a, a sexy name. Yes, a sexy lady. Yeah. Or sometimes Denzel Washington. <laughs> right. Yep. And now we're in the uh, the the Cheryl Boone Isaacs regime. Yes. Um, so we, I love Cheryl Boone. I, I do too. I do too. But it's like, oh, we get John Krasinski. Yeah. Hey, man, he's swole. It seemed for a he's while swole. that she was just he like thick. going through the list of of the famous Chris's too, which was kind of funny. She That's was like, true. Hemsworth and Pie. Yeah. What yeah. if they did all the Hemsworths? Oh, including I think there's like a fourth one out there. I think so too. Yeah, get him. There's always like, going to be another Hemsworth. Which one like do you the like? Westworld one. He's cute. You know, he's little. I know. Have you seen him? I he's think, little. I Even watching the like show, him. you kind of could tell he was little. Yeah. Right? Where he like Shannon Woodward was like sort of close to his height. Yeah. Like, yeah. Chris he's Hemsworth, also got a big man. ass head. Yeah. Chris Hemsworth is such an underrated actor. I know. 
Chris, yes. Liam is, a, Liam is, is a not an underrated. No. <laughs> yeah. Liam, I'm still like, I'm looking at the watch there. I'm like, come yeah, on, Liam, yeah. show me what you got. Yeah, he yeah, is yeah. not show me what he's what he got. No, not yet. Right. Okay. So, um, and what's the other one called? Uh, Liam, uh, Chris, the other one, uh, Pudgy. Pudgy Hems. Mudface Hemsworth. <laughs> Spanky. Luke. 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 I Googled right. other Hemsworth. Other Hemsworth. Yeah. That's the first result. Yeah. His Wikipedia. I call him Lil Hemsworth. Lil Hemi. Um, okay. We have a guess. Uh, so, Producer Ben, uh, can you drop in the montage of us placing ourselves in the big movies of 2016? No. Of course. Uh, and then, of course, Producer Ben is not here for this episode, so can you drop in uh, audio of Producer Ben saying that he will edit in? Sure. I, okay. I didn't do it, but whatever. Uh, here with us, a very special guest. Uh, he was, you know him best from the first annual Blank Check Awards. That's right. And you'll know him going forward from the third annual Blank Check Awards. Market. Market, ladies and gentlemen, good friend of ours. We're going to be talking about Split. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have a new number one, actually. Oh, already? Split got unthroned. Man. Dethroned. What's your so new number fickle. one? So fickle. Wick 2. Oh! That was that was not hard to predict. I've now seen five movies from 2017, baby, so I got a Best Picture slate for 2017 <laughs> if you want it. <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, Joe Reed is here. Our good yes. friend Joe Reed. Happy to be the David Niven of uh, the Blankies. Always. Yes. Oh, uh, from a Decider. Yes. Uh, from our trivia team. Yeah. Uh, from the previous blank check word. So this is just, you know, this is where we get, we give ourselves the blank check. Once a year. That's true. We get the check. And I we go. I think we get that check every week. I don't think so. <laughs> Usually this episode, this show. <laughs> this show is tight, tight, tight. <laughs> it's tight and we're just, we're doing what the man tells us to That's do. That's right. But then once a year we get the blank check and we go, what if we picked the awards? Right. Which we all do every year anyway. That's and true. I've always done That's before true. we had any kind of a podcast. Or before we had any sort of friendship. Before I even had a computer, I did yeah. this. Yes. Oh man, as a lonely Oscar obsessed. Yeah. Before late we had yeah. social acumen, we yeah. would <laughs> pick the awards. Hey, I was always a very charming boy. It's adorable that you think I have social acumen now, by the way. <laughs> hey. So thank you. So, yeah, I mean, it's February. Uh, Oscar season is almost over. Thank God. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's true. The Oscars are coming up. And you up. say that when it's literally three more weeks of it left. Oh, it's God. just like, oy. Fucking hell. Yeah. Kimmel is going to host yeah. a ceremony. He'll be fine. He did an excellent job at the Emmys. I'm usually very tepid on Kimmel, but I will say I thought he was a pretty good Emmy host. Yeah, he was a good Emmy host. <laughs> what if... What if one of the nominees catches on fire and then Kimmel comes out and he's like, I did it. It was a prank. Ugh. You know what I'm saying? Like someone, like one of the presenters catches on fire and then it goes viral and then Kimmel comes out and goes, uh, uh, uh. Kimmel, man, he's famous for so many things. Yeah. Like that and mean tweets. Yeah. And that one time he was actually addicted to Jay Leno and it was great. Yeah. The one good thing he ever did. The one moment we all liked him. What's the over under on how many Matt Damon jokes are going to be at this Oscar? 14. Matt Damon is a producer of Manchester by the Sea. Literally fuck Matt Damon and there'll be a video of it. Like it'll it'll be the peak, right? Like he's actually going to do it now. That'll be his version. Affleck will do something. His version of the Crystal video will be he'll pick every sex scene Matt Damon has had in a movie and superimpose himself into it. Matt Damon had a lot of sex scenes. I don't feel like Matt Damon's a sex scene actor. That's a really good point, actually. Yeah. I can't I'm think like of racking one. my brain. I can't think of one, actually. That's I mean, very there's interesting. There's the bath scene in Talented Mr. Ripley. Right. right. And of course, he watches Jude and Gwyneth have sex in Talented Mr. Ripley. How's what, the peepin'? What how's human the peepin'? Yeah, exactly. The best line ever. Yeah. How's the peepin', Tommy? How's the peepin'? The thing with Ben Affleck and Matt Damon now, not to take uh-huh. us on a tangent, but like, it feels like that friendship be- has become that kind of friendship where like, 
Ben's not friends with Matt's other friend. Like yeah. Matt has lots of other friends. Sure. He's friends with Krasinski and he's friends with Kimmel yeah. and like that whole. I feel like Matt's sort of Matt's like a cool out. guy. He's got kids, got a nice yeah. life. He like has his causes. Like, yeah, you right. know. I don't feel like Ben like meshes with Matt's other friends anymore. I think he's yeah. that guy. Yeah. I mean, what's weird is that Matt was gonna direct Manchester right. by the Sea. Yeah. Right. And was he gonna star in it? Okay, so can I give my my theory on this? Well, first let's say what the because people are not going to know the story. It was that he was going to star in it, right? He yeah. got too busy right. with maybe with Jason Bourne. I can't remember with what. God. And so he said, like Kenny, you know what? You should direct this, and Casey Affleck should be the star, right? That's Krasin- the Krasinski and Damon have this weird friendship, right? Mm-hmm. They wrote Promise Land together. Terrible movie. Damon yeah. was going to direct it. Yeah. Yeah. And then he dropped out. We've talked about this yeah. previously Gussie, on the show. Gussie VS right. came in, but did Damon, him a solid, made Damon a bad movie. Damon keeps on threatening to direct a movie and then dropping out, right. right? Yeah. And there was another movie he was supposed to direct that now Gavin O'Connor just took over. Gavin O'Connor. Man, the, the taker over Gavin O'Connor. He really is. I mean, talk, yeah. And yeah, this is the problem. I mean, well, okay, go on. Uh, I'm not going to go so on the he, Gavin O'Connor rant. He right. had this idea... With Krasinski, yeah. this is the the story as they told it, and he went to Lonergan and said, "Hey, could we hire you to write?" This? Yeah, do you want to write this? Right. Lonergan wrote it. He thought it was like you know a for hire job. Lonergan wrote yeah. it and killed two more kids. You know that, right? Oh they, no, because they said like he loses his kid in a fire. Yeah. When Lonergan wrote it, they were like, three kids? Are you sure, Kenny?" <laughs> and he was like, "Yeah, yeah, it's three. Got to do it. <laughs> it's a deal breaker." Manchester spoilers. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, a lot of spoilers in this episode. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah. Uh, splits a sequel to Unbreakable. <laughs> Jesus. One, God, two, asshole. three, unbreakable. Oh, <laughs> oh, I man. didn't even see that one coming. I didn't either. That's why Mark I tried to do the time. countdown. I thought you'd yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um, We're usually good at that. We are duly appointed federal marshals. We are right, duly appointed federal marshals. <laughs> All right. Go ahead. What's, what's your theory? Okay. On, so, um, uh, Damon's supposed to star in it, and he yeah. goes, eh, I'm too busy. I don't have time too to Too busy direct. making a shitty fifth born movie. Right. Yeah. Lonergan, can you direct? And then Lonergan's like, okay, fine, I'll do that. And then he's like, eh, too busy to act in it. Can you get my buddy Casey to do it, right? Well, yeah, sure. I don't think Damon ever intended to star or You think it was movie. like he was doing an intervention. For he Lonergan, like, who yes. was unhireable at that point. A lot of people have said that, that he mm. was like really trying to get Kenny back in the game. I think so. Kenny was lost in a fog after Margaret. Right. And so Making right, the he, best he, film the last he, 10 years. He kind of parent trapped him. He was yes. kind of yeah. like- Oh, I, I'm making a movie. Could you just like, you know, write a little, write a few lines for me, and then Kenny right. like gets into it, and he's so, like, "Hey, Kenny, what do you want to do?" And I think this? fundamentally, Casey Affleck is right for that role in a way that Matt Damon is not. A hundred percent. Oh I mean, yeah, yeah. <coughs> I got so worked up, I swallowed my own spit. I was gonna say though, like the Lonergan comeback, I feel like is a really uh, underreported story yes. of this Oscar season, and that like he really was, like you said, like it was unemployable. Like Margaret was such a high profile, you know, yeah. even as it, I thought it turned out fantastically. But, like, who after that whole process was going to be like, I want to be in the kind of Lonergan business? That, that was the thing. Even after there was sort of the critical reevaluation of that movie and, yeah. like, the, the Save Mark campaign and all of that, like, that the production of that movie was such a nightmare that it was like, who's going to give him money to do this? Yeah. Like, he ended up in a five-year lawsuit with the producer. Yeah. That's true. And now he's all the way back. And he's all the way back. And the lawsuit's even There's nothing settled. better yeah. for the actual like business of movie or the whatever the art of movie making than having Kenneth Lonergan like back. Like and like making a movie that made good money. Yep. That was made, acquired yeah. by Amazon, but got a nice theatrical release, like yeah. a proper cinematics, yep. you know, release. Yep. Yeah. Still not available on Amazon Prime because they like they, they do it right. it right. You exactly. know, they give it six months. I or agree. Whatever. Amazon's a great company. Everything they do is good. I fucking do not like Amazon in every respect, <laughs> but I do like how they handle their movies. Yes. 
and okay. their TV. So let's say all of their media is really, really excellent. <laughs> and also, you know, I just love that every morning I check the news and still nothing's come out about Jeff Bezos, like, paying for the Dakota Pipeline or anything. Tiptoe past that graveyard, my friend. You know what I'm saying? You know how every day there's, like, a new company where it's like, oh, fuck, okay, I'm not allowed to like that company anymore? Yeah. Every morning I wake up and I'm like, no, this is no how I feel. Stuff. This is how I feel about Isabel Huppert throughout this entire Oscar season. You're like, waiting for her to pull a Charlotte Rampling. Oh, don't say anything stupid. No, you no, know, Isabel. You know she has some real bad opinions lurking He's in Frenchies. that French brain of hers. Like, yeah. She's just like <laughs> you never know. waiting to come out. Marion Cotillard. She's just like she just can't wait for someone to put a microphone in front of her face. Marion so Cotillard. Say, like, the, the moon lizards. Yeah, the yeah. moon lizards are doing something. Yep. Yeah, Mike was a god fine. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That's a joke for four people. <laughs> All right. Um, so crazy, crazy. How are we going to do this? Okay. I, do you want to do screen supporting actors first? Like I think, classic I think Oscar we do style? supporting. Classic yeah. Oscar style. Um, so yeah, these are these are our picks. Five nominees per category. We'll discuss our nominees, and then each one of us will pick the winner. Okay. That's the rough format of this loose show that's mostly just us geeking out. Exactly. Geeks. Yes. <clears throat> I'll say this. I, I've been in almost every category. I've had like... Four out of five settled, and the fifth one I've been switching between between a few positions. Yep. So I'm probably going to make like a shotgun decision. Yeah, I did that. Yeah, it's going to be annoying. I have at least one category where right now on my when I made my lists, I have a list of six that I'm going to have to like. Yeah. Cut one on you know live on air. Oh, just FYI, by the way, you cannot nominate Nocturnal Animal. Yeah, that's the rule. For any category, that's the rule. Yeah. Oh. Gladly. It is ineligible <laughs> yeah. on the basis of sucking. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. It's I would love that if I was like in charge of the jury, <laughs> and it's like jury is a uh, uh, Academy juries uh, reach a verdict, which is all films are eligible except for Nocturnal Animals. <laughs> so as you because it was bad. As you bad. guys know, as as friends of mine, longtime friends of mine, close friends of mine, you like Michael S. I like Michael S. Sure. Oh, sure. No, no, I wasn't going to say that. I mean, look, I like Michael S. That wouldn't even be my favorite Michael S. This performance is the thing. Of the year. We've nominated him for two Oscars now for yeah. two of his worst performances. It's kind of bizarre. It's it's like Tucci times It is two. true. I don't think Nocturnal is one of his worst performances. I, no. I agree. I think he's good. But Revolutionary Road is. is. Revolutionary Road definitely is. Yeah. He's. He's, you're right. He's fine in it, but it like yeah. why? wouldn't make my top this is such 15 a why. Michael Shannon performances probably yeah, I right. Will say, like for Blanky's purposes, he is presenting our best supporting actress award because he is Griffin's. Winner last year. For 99 Homes? For, no, uh, for, uh, for the Night, night, night Before. Sorry, 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 sorry. Forgot, I forgot. He is presented. Yeah, uh, I can't remember who my winner was yeah, last yeah, year. I'm Michael Shannon here. I'm presenting the nominees. Was he wearing his Hawaiian shirt and <clears> shorts <throat> combo? Best supporting him. Yeah. All right. Yeah, he's okay. wearing the uh, What I was going to say is, uh, as you guys know, my, my catchphrase, which has been trademarked for a long time, is everything is terrible, everyone's the worst. Right. Yeah, great catchphrase. Saw Nocturnal really Animals. coming into its, its right? time right now. I've been using it less because it now it feels kind of hack. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, Saw Nocturnal Animals, and I was just like, so what's the, it's just everything's terrible, everyone's the worst. Like yeah. the end of that movie, you're just like, so the whole point is just fuck everybody? Yeah, fuck everything? Yeah. Great, how creative. The other point is <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal isn't right for every role. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. That, <laughs> and three comedy points. <laughs> okay, so. Wait, who was my supporting actor winner last? Mine was Nicholas Holt. I, I remember that, and it was yeah. a good. That pick. was a cool pick. It was a good pick. Okay, so this is Nicholas Holt presenting with Michael Shannon. With Michael and Shannon. I'm trying to. Your who winner the fuck was, would my winner have uh, been? Hello, I'm Nicholas Holt. Uh, I'm literally like, like just sort of like running down the list. Rylance. Obviously, you really okay. loved Rylance. Yeah, there we go. That's yeah. Yeah. Jesus, uh, David. I'm Michael Rylance. <laughs> Uh, I'm Nicholas. Oh, I'm Nicholas. All right, go ahead. <laughs> okay. Okay. Best supporting actress. 
We do each of us names their five, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. Boy, I'm going to have to make an under the gun decision. Okay, ready? Here we All go. All right, go ahead. <clears throat> Michelle Williams for Manchester by the Sea. Good performance. Very good performance. In the least surprising Griffin nomination of all time, Elle Fanning for 20th Century uh-huh. Women. Uh-huh. She is good. In the second least surprising Griffin <laughs> nomination of all time, Kate McKinnon for Ghostbusters. Yeah, she's good too. Yeah. She's actually a tough miss for me. Yeah. Lily Gladstone for Certain Women. That's a good one. Yeah. And oh boy, oh boy, Uh-oh. who's my fifth going to be? Uh-huh. Janelle Monet for Moonlight. For Moonlight, that's not a, for Hidden Figures. That's a really good pick. She's I saw Moonlight, Moonlight again last night, and her performance like leapt up the charts for me it after seeing it a second time. Almost as good as Mahershala Ali's in terms of yes. like impact, you yes. know, versus minutes. You know, like yes. you really feel her character, even though she's in it for what probably ten minutes. She has like, two really signature scenes that jumped out at yep. me, which was one of which was when Mahershala is giving the. Uh, uh, answering the kid's question when he says, yeah, "What's course, a faggot?" And, she and, she... and he says, "That's a that's a thing that people call uh, gay people." And then he goes, "I suppose you could." And right, then she like, looks at him and she's thing. like, she's and she just, just shakes his head, like, "Not the, the time, the, not the time." That's a, I mean, she, she gets a nomination for me almost exclusively. That for that that's what pushes her over there. I saw the movie three times, right? And I yeah. saw it the third time last week. And the first two times, I kept on being like, "God, this is such a good performance." She's clearly like such a fucking star to watch, right? Yeah. yeah. Like just hit the ground running. Yeah. I mean, She's going to have an amazing film career. Yeah. I wish there was a little more screen time because I feel like mm-hmm. she'd be one of my contenders. And watching it the third time, I was like, why not? What are these arbitrary the rules I'm no, setting no, up no, that no. she Who doesn't cares? have enough screen time? You're the boss. Right. right. I'm the boss. Right. And I right. just think like well, how much she okay. makes out we, of- We can't do yeah. this much conversation right. about it. Who is your, who is your miss? Who am I? I? I'd say I have three close misses, okay? Uh-huh. Uh, it it was sort of between Naomi Harris and Janelle Monae for who got my Moonlight slot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely take Monae over Harris. I think Harris is fine. It's just I think I think it's I think she's gotten a little bit more of a not that great in this great movie conversation than maybe I would have. I think she's good in the movie. I, it's an Oscar-y performance. Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. yeah, I think she's yes. very good in the movie. I think it's the most traditionally Oscar-y performance and the that most actory true. performance in a movie where yep. everyone else is very naturalistic. Yeah, which yes. is. That's fine. That, yeah. That's fine. But she's got the craziest arc to play. Right. Exactly. Yes. Okay. It's bigger. Uh, but that's that's authentic. I'll say, like uh, say. Uh, Lord Dern, certain women, right outside my five. Yeah. Right? She's great I think she's very women. underrated. In that Everyone movie. is good in certain women. That's a fantastic. Uh, Tyree Kim for The Handmaiden. Yep. Yeah. Very she's close great. for me. The, my problem with The Handmaiden Girls is that they're they're sort of fudgy category because you know each yeah. of them kind of has uh, yeah. one of the three the three acts to themselves. Right. So it's just tough. But they're all good. I agree. I nominated neither of them, even though both of them just were on the outside yeah, of sure. respective categories because of that problem. I think they both got fucked over by that. And I'd say the last one who just missed out for me was uh was was Sarah Gadon for uh um uh why am I forgetting the title of the fucking movie? Indignation. Indignation. Thank yeah. you. I was oh, gonna sure. say intolerance. Yeah. All right. Joe, do you wanna go next? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So mine are uh alphabetical order. Okay. Uh, Tammy Blanchard in The Invitation. Oh, Joe. I know. I know. I'm coming out with the really obnoxiously one, like esoteric one. One, that's a real Joe Reed pick. It is. Yeah, that was, Two, that's she's terrific in yeah, that. I love that's her such that. a Joe And pick. she's a terrific actress. And she's terrific in Tallulah as well, if anybody yeah. saw that she movie. She is good in Tallulah, although not- Given a really impossible character. Yeah, tough character. Tough yeah. movie. I, yeah. I saw that movie, gave it a decent review- Sat with me strangely. It's a weird movie. Janie yeah. is fantastic in it. Ellen Page is fantastic in it. Ellen Page is fantastic actress. Yeah. Um. Obviously, Janie's good, but like, when's she bad? Yeah. But it's an odd. It's good. an odd movie to consider, sort of in the long view. Mm. 
Yeah, um, Tammy Blanchard, uh, Paulina Garcia in Little Men. Good one. Mm-hmm. Love that movie. Greta Gerwig in 20th Century Women. Mm-hmm. Lily Gladstone in mm-hmm. Certain Women and Michelle Williams in Manchester by the Sea. Okay, so we overlap on three? On two. Two, two. Two, Lily Gladstone and Michelle Williams. We also, Joe, overlap on three. Paulina Garcia and Little Men. Yeah, she's uh, so good. Get yourself to that movie if yep. you haven't seen it. Yep. She is fantastic. Uh, Lily Gladstone and Certain Women. We've all got her. I yep. mean, that's the best supporting performance of the year for me. She's so it, good. Certainly female. She's anyway. Uh, I guess we announce winners later. Yeah, <laughs> Greta Gerwig in 20th Century Women. Oh, so good. It's phenomenal. Yeah. Better than Elle Fanning. Picking Sorry, the buddy. wrong performance. No. <laughs> you are but Elle's pretty good. I yeah. think she's phenomenal. I think everybody in that movie is good. Um, yeah. Uh, Viola Davis and Fences. Uh, I'm sorry. It's a supporting performance. Oh, we'll get to the. It's a supporting <laughs> performance. It's... Mary Alice won the Tony yes. for supporting performance because yes. that's what it is. Viola won the lead because she's famous. That's why they put her in lead in the Tonys, which is what they always do. The how, famous wait, people go in lead. How famous was she when Fences was on Broadway? She was an Oscar nominee. She, she was an the Oscar help. Nominee. She was a two-time, she was two-time Oscar nominee. Was it after The Help? I thought it was before The Help. Was after well, the it's help. after Doubt. It was definitely after Doubt. I mean, I think it's the same. Isn't it 2011? I think it might be the same year as The Help. I thought it was 2010, but I could be totally wrong. Mm. So. It's, you know, but it, it, she's... You know, I would say she's a. I mean, sure. If you're an Oscar nominee, in the eyes of the Tonys, you are. And famous. certainly in the realm of Broadway and August Wilson plays, yeah. Viola Davis is incredibly like and it's, f- famous and notable. And it's also one of those things where when a play is revived, if it's that famous, yeah. suddenly these roles become yeah. so Titanic. Like even you know, it's a supporting. I think it's. I think it's a very borderline. I. It is borderline. I, That's I, fine. I, we can talk about it when I when we talk about lead. But like, I think the fact that that last twenty minutes or so is her. Yeah, obviously. Movie. She takes over the movie. Yeah. But in the same way that Del Toro takes over Sicario, it's a supporting performance, yeah. you know, where it's like That's suddenly the movie gets handed off. I mean, it, for most of the movie, that is the Denzel Washington show with a lot of other people around him, you know, as great as Davis is for the whole movie, yeah. obviously. Yeah. Well, you've got but, uh, the, yeah. you know, that transference. Anyway, uh, my fifth nomination is Condi Alexander and Patriot's Day. I have not seen Patriot's Day. This is That's my David pick. a wild pick. <laughs> By David Kaboom! Bam! Condi Alexander, uh-huh. the great Condi Alexander. Love her. Yeah. Love her. Comes into Patriot's Day, which is a movie that is not that great, in my opinion, and all over the place, but has some, you know, has a little mojo. Weirdly close to being great. It's like, you're right, but I mean, it's, but the thing is, here's the thing. It's not good at all. Like, or if you know what I mean, it's bad, but you're right. Like, if you just tip like six or seven things just like 5% over, maybe it'd be great. I don't know if there's a movie I've seen that's closer to greatness that doesn't achieve. <laughs> really? In that, in that year, yeah. 2016. It, like, wins my award for like, this is weirdly close to greatness for a movie that isn't. Yeah. Condi Alexander comes in. She, her character doesn't have a name, she's just called Interrogator. Yeah. She oh, comes in. I'm already in. I'm already she, interested. She's she's in uh, hijab. She's you know in Muslim mm-hmm. garb, and she's interrogating the wife of Sarnev, uh, played by Supergirl, oh, uh, Melissa, Melissa Benoist. Benoist. Yeah. Um, and it's this, which is not whitewashing. She is a white suburban yes. woman who uh, converted. It would be funny if Peter Berg was like, "Too many. Like, let's get a white person playing one of these." <laughs> yeah. uh, anyway, um. But the movie doesn't explain that, so the whole time you're watching it and you're like, is this wrong? Right, you're waiting to I go to Wikipedia that. at the end of the movie. I mean, movie. Yeah. It's, it, because it was so recent, because right. Patriot's Day is a cover events that happened four years ago. Too yeah. soon. <laughs> uh, By the way, do you know that uh, Mark Wahlberg and Peter Berg have a movie coming out about this year's Blank Check Awards? <laughs> they do, it's going <laughs> to be Friday. Great. Yes. Wait, is that- Condi Alexander wait, is going to play the That doesn't the give me a whole lot of confidence for how the rest of this Blankies <laughs> is going to go. Hey, who knows? <sighs> All right, so- um. Condi comes in, interrogates her, yeah. and it's this scene where it's like this powder keg scene where she is basically like, you're 
fucked. Like you are in so much trouble. We know you knew about this. We know you're 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 in cahoots with your husband and his brother. And like, you know, and she's she's kind of it's incredible. She's playing the good cop and the bad cop in the same body. Oh man. Because she's literally switching between like Wait, is it uh, a split sequel? It is a split sequel. Oh no, my god! It's an unbreakable prequel sequel. No, um, she'll switch between like kind of like speaking to her in Arabic, and you know, you know what I'm talking. About. You've seen the yes, movie, yes. and like sort of trying to reach her as a Muslim woman, mm-hmm. what Muslim woman, and then kind of like then she's like, I want an attorney. And she's like, you ain't getting shit. You know, like you know, like being a bad cop, and then exits the scene, pulls off the hijab, and is like, sorry guys, I got nothing. Like it is an incredible. And they say, Who do you work for? And she goes, I can't tell you. I can't that. tell you. Oh, Goodbye. God. And it's like an incredible, like, it's probably, what, a seven or eight minute scene. Yeah. It's yeah. one scene performance. It, I couldn't believe it when I, I was suddenly, like, electrified by that scene. Okay. Can I tell you the one thing about this pick that makes me angry? What? I forgot to pick that. <laughs> Fuck you. I sat there watching the movie and went, this is no question one of my five nominees and completely Boom. forgot about it until uh-huh. now. Nice. Uh, I don't know who I'd replace her with, but but yeah. I mean, yes. I, I fucking hats off to you. Incredible performance. Great pick. All right. I feel uh, confident. But my winner is definitely Lily Gladstone. We should give her a couple minutes of praise, man. She's well, so good your in that movie. So I w- we, but we, I think she's the only one we all nominated. She's the sure. only one we all nominated. No, Michelle, Michelle Williams. No, I didn't nominate oh, didn't her. Nominate Michelle uh, which, who I, th- I think she's great. Yeah. 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 It's a good category. No, yeah, I think it's a Lily, hot category. Lily Gladstone comes, like, she's in the third part of that movie, right. and she comes out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And, and you're thinking she's the like, only one of those actresses that you've never seen in anything, right? Because you're going in the third part, and you're like, ah, case do. Like, yeah, I'm exactly. excited for some Kristen Stewart. Exactly, Kristen Stewart's good in that, but, but she's it's not, not the focus. Her, right? Yeah. Exactly. You realize quickly, like, oh, this isn't actually about her. And she's playing this woman, and she doesn't play her as a sad woman, even though there's sadness so yes, much but about not a her sad, character. Right, right. More of a person who's kind of like somewhat resigned to right. how her life works, but right. is at least tempted by like, oh, could I like. And it's so you recognizable know, in her, that thing where you're used to the sort of routines of your life and then something walks into your life that, like, gives you this spark of, like, oh, something could be, like, different. And she just really comes alive. And, ah, it's really, really good. She's a ranch hand. She's a Native American. The, the movie's set in Montana, right? It's set in, the, yes. in the, like, the, the Northwest. Yeah. Uh, she, Lily Gladstone is a Native American actress. I'd never heard of her before. Uh, like, nope. I, I don't nope. know. Has she Neither been in I. things before? And a she, couple, but she's, a, really. she's yeah. attending these like night school classes being taught by Kristen Stewart's character. And they have this like, it's not even a flirtation really, but it's no. some kind of a like connection. Yes. Essentially, they yeah. start to like get dinner together or whatever. Because like, they're the only two people in that room who are incredibly awful. She's Kristen right, Stewart's right. teaching these teachers who all they want to know is like, what is like the legal requirement for me to, to like discipline my students? Right, essentially. Right, right. It's all like, um, it's such she, a good movie. You know, people she's, really she's need been to in see a couple that things, Lily yeah. Gladstone, and she. Yeah, I I wish her well in the future. She won a lot of critics awards, which yeah. is great. And yeah. like you know, I'm all I'm so happy. For um, her. I do think though it's important to say that this is kind of an Astaire and Rogers performance. Yes, like her performance works because of how good Kristen Stewart is as well. How sure. good the two of them are together. Yeah, like even though Lily Gladstone's like the. The show. You're not wrong. Yeah. Right. You're not but this wrong. is why we should give Lily Gladstone awards so that she can publicly thank Kristen Stewart for yes. being 
the the friend. Kristen Stewart was my winner last year in supporting actress. So, oh right, yeah. for Clouds right. of Steel's yeah. mother. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so yeah. my winner is Lily. Who's your winner, Joe? Uh, with with the caveat that I would love to give it to Tammy Blanchard just so I could evangelize yeah. about the invitation more because I think it's such a good movie that people didn't really see this year. It's on Netflix. It's my favorite horror movie of the year. Damn right. It's so Probably tense. not mine, but it might be my number two. Karen Kusama directed uh, uh, it. Uh, oh, Amber Griffin, Alert. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm fucking sorry. phone. I'm sorry. I didn't know there was an Amber Alert going on. <laughs> um, Karen Kusama directed the movie. It's it's really good. Go out and see it. No, my yep. winner is Greta Gerwig for 20th century. She's oh, so good. She's so good. Wrong Who, performance. No. Wait, you got a beef oh, with this God. performance? I... Th- I Look, I think Greta Gerwig is incredibly well cast in that movie. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know where this is going. Mm-hmm. I th- I think it plays to all of her strengths. I Well, first of all, I think it plays to her strengths, but I don't necessarily feel like in a way that would make me discount the performance. I also think we get stuff from her in that performance that I don't think I've seen from her. Great. I think there's the se- there are all the scenes with her talking to Annette Bening about motherhood and... The one scene where it's great movie, by the way, we can all agree. Oh, 20th Century oh, Women! Is, I saw it twice. It's phenomenal. I think we're going to talk about it more as the episode goes on. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> Preview. Of I think we're going to talk about it more. Than but there's also the scene where uh, where uh, Annette is saying like, uh, "This is I. I don't get to see my son out in the world, and you do." And like right. those two scenes with them together are so fantastic. And like keep, keeping up with Annette Benning is. You know, an accomplishment. It's a tough one, especially yeah. maybe Annette Benning's best performance. Like, I, I a, think a, I a might goddamn say that. dynamite Annette yep. Benning performance Agreed. that like yeah. simmers in your body for yeah. weeks. I I just think I think Elle Fanning. I mean, look, I I think Elle Fanning is fine in Twentieth Century Women. She is good at playing one vibe, which is. The rebellious girl who you know secretly is like not as rebellious as Disagree she thinks she is. I think Disagree in this movie, though, uh-huh. she's much more of a real girl that you could have Agreed. known than she is in her other role. Agreed. Certainly like Neon Demon and stuff like well, that. Well, Neon Demon is a yeah. fairly broad movie. There's one good performance in Neon Demon, fairly and it's broad. that cougar that breaks into her hotel room. Yeah. <laughs> great, great cougar. No, Cat is say, good. Yeah. Is good. Uh, no, see, I think I think a 20th century women, what Elle Fanning is actually playing is someone who is uh, too smart for her age. Sure. And has to try to dumb herself down. Right. You know? Which like, is a, a certainly, especially in the 70s or whatever, right. like, you know, that's the kind of thing that might happen to right. a teenage trying, girl who's rebelling. Yes. Yes. Right. It is uh, fighting against her ability to actually over-intellectualize everything by trying to engage in the baser instincts of what a quote-unquote normal teenage girl should be doing. You know? Yeah. Right. I think the scene where she explains why the, she sleeps with boys is like great scene a fucking master she's yeah she's I think great the dinner the table scenes incredible it's so good but everyone's good in that scene yes. that yeah. scene is 20th century women's like yeah, yeah, yeah. real like cooking and with gas so yeah. great in that scene she like that's is. that's i feel like that's almost a point in my favorite well i think i think fanning is playing I'm menstruating <laughs> say it with me say it i think fanning's playing someone who wants to be gerwig yeah, right? sure. And doesn't know who she's going to be. And it's sort of hostile to her because of that, which yes. I also like the vi- the dynamic between those. Two. One of the things about 20th Century Women that's amazing is that everyone in that character in in that movie is a type. Yeah. And then obviously the performances are not like a type. Right. Yeah. yeah. All right, who's your winner? My winner is with a bullet Kate McKinnon and Ghostbusters. All right. She's great. I need to see Ghostbusters again. Yeah, I think I probably I saw too. it once. I had a great time and I loved Kate McKinnon, but I will admit I don't remember a goddamn thing about it. I remember it, her dancing to uh, DeBarge. Uh-huh. I remember, sure. yeah. 
Uh, I've I mean, seen it three she's times. Great. You've seen it three times. I've seen it three times. I a like a lot of times. I like Ghostbusters a lot, right? Like I like Ghostbusters as would a, you, a wait, fucking world. <clears throat> would you say the busting makes you feel oh, good? <laughs> no, I wouldn't. I would say the busting makes me feel great. That would be my pull quote <laughs> on the post. This busting makes me feel great. Boy, oh boy. Uh, I have problems with the the recent Ghostbusters movie. They're the same problems that everyone I feel has. Why are they women? Uh, right. Sure, it's really it actually sticks in my craw. I know, no, when I make no, that joke. No, no, no. When yeah. when oh, they're oh, women. yes. Um, no, no, no. I don't like I I don't like the amount of fucking fan servicey callbacks to the original. Um, I feel like in the final Agreed. cut they uh, made a choice to focus on jokes rather than story, and there are like character beats that don't fucking work in the movie because they clearly cut out plot lines. This is why I need to see it again because right. yeah, I don't like that's the shit I don't really remember. There's, there's shit in the movie that irks. It's overwhelmed by how much I think the movie does right. Yep. And I just like fucking Ghostbusters. I like the world I of also think I the like movie living. looks good. I like I the agree. look of the movie. I like the look of the ghosts. I, I like yeah. it's sort of quasi-cartoony. I, I like all that. I like yeah. that it sort of feels more like, like an adaptation the... of the Ghostbusters cartoon show. Yes. That's actually a good point with the neon greens and such. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm not going to comment And even the aesthetics and all that. I like all that, right? Right. Um, but I think for me, the one element that pushes the movie over the top is McKinnon. Who is Who's doing terrific. is doing something that I think uh, you is know is not in the original movies. Like absolutely it's, not. Where you can't go yeah. like, oh, yeah. she's Egon. Well, no, uh, really. Yeah. Yeah. There's no yeah. analog. And the thing I think what she's doing is closest to is not in terms of that specific performance, but how Bill Murray was functioning in the '80s, where he was the funniest guy in the movie, but it felt like he was kind of taking one step outside of the movie. Yeah, like Bugs Bunny and winking at the audience. Oh, like, yeah. I mean, a movie, how much shit can I fuck up? Right. There was always a, se- a sense of her in that movie just being like, can you fucking believe what's going on here? Right. Like, yeah. Right. Which I love. Yeah. And it's very hard to do that and not destroy the reality of the film. Right. To to be that funny. Yeah. And uh, that self-aware and not have it be at the expense of everything else that's yeah. happening. Um, and you I know another think- thing about Kate McKinnon. What? She was on a mod team. She was on a mod team. That's really important. <laughs> but never on a Lloyd team, right? Never on a Lloyd team. Yeah, good. She wasn't really an improviser. Um, but yeah, I think Kit McKinnon's like one of the fucking best. She's a star, uh, uh, comedic actress ever. Okay, um, well, chill out. And, but she's a star. <laughs> yeah, she's, and certainly this is like her big like ascension year. She won the Emmy, all yeah. the election like stuff on SNL. Yeah. It's like, exciting to watch, and and she's also incredibly good in the otherwise completely forgettable Office Christmas Party. Oh, I've I haven't seen, seen it. She's weirdly good. In I saw yeah. like 120 movies from last year, but that was yeah. not one of them. Yeah. Uh, I I almost saw that movie like four different times. Mm. I was going to see a movie. I'm like, I just want to see something. And it was like right there. And then I picked something. Not really worth seeing other than her performance. Sure, the award is somewhat of a coronation. Like, here you go. Have a great 2016. Sure. You know, you had one or whatever. I can't speak this episode. All right. We're going to move on. I get my word to Kate McKinnon for Okay. Supporting actor. Okay. Uh, I'll go first. Why why, why don't we? Yeah, yeah, why don't you? So Kristen Stewart is presenting this one. Yes. Hey. Uh, hey, I love how nobody cared that she said fuck, by the way. No. I was yeah. right. Yeah. I was right. It was I knew there would be no reaction. Shouldn't care. Yeah. No, there were too many other good things to talk about. Yeah. Jenny Slate was the last. That's yeah. the last time anyone's going to care. Yeah. And it was more because we felt bad for Jenny Slate. Because it was well, like, ah, moment, like your first day at work. You know, well, that and kind it of was, thing. you could totally see where that moment went south. And it was right. just sort of like, yeah. Anyway, yeah. this is not the Jenny Slate Oscars. My Best Supporting Actor nominees. Mahershala Ali for Moonlight. Very good. Billy Crudup. For 20th Century Women. Oh, I love that pick. Ray Fiennes for A Bigger Splash. Love I know Griffin pick. and I are going to fight about that. Yep. I think. Shia LaBeouf 
in American Honey. <laughs> Love that pick. And Daniel Radcliffe in Swiss Army Man. Those are my picks. David, these are really good picks. Thank you. Tough category. Very tough category. A lot of good people on the cutting room tough. floor. Two who of we yours, should shout out. Two of yours are in my runners up. Ray yeah. Fines and Mahershala Ali are both in my runners up. Wow. Interesting. Only okay. got only got jacked. Reading Rainjo. What are your <laughs> boy? Reading Rainjo. Um, Tom Bennett in Love and Friendship. Who's who's fantastic? Who's so funny? Uh, Alden Ehrenreich in Hell Caesar. Who's fantastic? Just one of my favorite performances in like years. He's so good. He's so good. Uh, <sighs> Lucas Hedges in Manchester by the Sea, He's Oscar great. nominee. Yep. Andre Holland in Moonlight. So hot. So hot. So oh, so. I just saw Jimmy, and I was in the. I was. I had those front oh, row yeah. seats, like oh, literally, nice. like. The so I was, zone. Yeah. yeah, and boy, you know, zone. August Wilson plays. There's a lot of spitting. Yeah. Um. He's so hot. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, and he's very and good Daniel Radcliffe in Swiss Army Man. Fucking great wow. performance. So good. Okay, yeah. this is the one, this is the category that pains me the most. Yeah. It's a, t- it, and you know it's what? A, I would say most years this is the category that pains me the most. See, yeah. and that's Usually I struggle between this and actress. Like, yeah. usually those are the ones where I'm like, ah, there's like 10 I like, you yeah. know? Actress, oh, I'm sorry. Actress is the one actress that pains me the most. Actress this year is a nightmare. Actress is a nightmare this year. Yeah. There are two guys who are like my my six and seven this year. It really, well, really pains me. We can shout out some runners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, my nominees are Alden Ehrenreich. He's great. I'm almost mad that he's not in mine, but whatever. Mahershala Ali for Moonlight. Fantastic. Yep. And then three that have not been mentioned. Great. Michael Barbieri for Little Men. So So good. good. Tracy Letts for Indignation. Holy shit, I was just going to mention him in my runners-up. He's so fucking good. Tracy Letts is a boss bitch. And Ashton Sanders for Moonlight. All right, so here's where my sort of- good. Extreme dorkiness comes sure. in. Let's be when dorky. I made my whole list, I have a category for breakthrough actor and breakthrough actress. Sure. So both Michael Barbieri and Ashton Sanders. Ashton Sanders, are Sanders who is a, the middle um, Chiron. The, the middle Chiron. Chiron. Yes. He is, uh, um, yeah, just Chiron, I believe. Yes. That's what that's, yes. that right. section is that called. That section is called, yeah, yeah. Uh, who's great. Everyone in Moonlight is great. It is very annoying that they are all supporting actors, essentially, yes. as well. You know, it's very hard to find a way to highlight all of them without like giving yeah. them some special award. Yeah, right? I mean, that's the m- kind of movie that ensemble awards exist for, Absolutely. which is why SAG gave their ensemble to Hidden, Hidden Figures. Figures. Yeah, which had, so everyone in was fine. Yeah. Uh, find a good. That's a good yes. movie with really good actors. Everyone yes. is like, find a good. If you make an ensemble category, it's to give a movie like yeah, Moonlight. But, uh, but Jim Parsons really needed oh. that eighth SAG. <laughs> How many fucking zags do you think that guy has? He's the saggiest actor alive. <laughs> oh my god! Except for everyone on Downton Abbey who have that is like true. A billion it is, zag and awards. The zags nominated Downton Abbey, and I was like, I swear to God, isn't Downton Abbey been off the air for like three almost, years? At this I point? honestly almost thought they would win again for this last year because, I swear like, to god. oh my lord, Downton Abbey is the large marge of the sag awards. <laughs> Downton Abbey. All right, Downton so, Abbey hasn't aired since 2014. Mahershala Ali. Who I I hope wins the Oscar. I do too. Uh, it's just one of those performances where, right? It's kind of like Monet, but even bigger. Where it's like when he's not on screen, you you miss him. Yep. Like you feel his the loss of him as much as you feel him on screen, which he's... works to the movie's advantage. Of course, yeah. 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 like there's so much humanity in like just him looking at someone yeah. like you know yes. the, he communicates like everything you need to know, which is crucial because there is not much time in this movie. Mm-hmm. To communicate shit, because yeah. every little mini movie in it, yeah, is is a whole story. The look right? on his face when uh, when little asks him, "You you deal drugs?" Oh, it's terrible. But even earlier, is so good. 
when he is kind of trying to be tough on Little and takes his fries away or whatever. Yeah. Or mac and cheese. I can't remember. He's eating it's something. It's his fries. Yeah, yeah. And, and Little just, sort of looks right down. And he just looks right down and he realizes, like, you just see Mahershala Ali with no, like, dialogue just gets, like, I can't do this, this with this kid. It's yeah, not going to yeah. work. Right. A different thing's going to work with right, this kid. Right, right, right. Yeah. Well, and also, like, okay. I, I, I'm, I'm getting goosebumps. Yeah. No, it's amazing. Drug dealer with a harder gold who takes, you know, like a latchkey gay kid under his wing. It sounds <sighs> like a fucking awful, awful TV movie. Yeah. Right? Sure. Right. Uh, specifically, I mean, when you look at that character, I think the power of Moonlight comes in the fact that every single character in the film could be a stock cliched character in a shittier film. Yeah. And this movie treats all of them like real human beings. Yeah. yeah you yeah. know, with real, sensitive, thoughtful performances. Yep. And he's like the most emblematic of that. Mm-hmm. And it is this performance where it has these big gestures, you know, that feel like in a shittier movie would be these big triumphant, like heartwarming moments. Yeah. But it is such a behavioral performance. Yeah. He doesn't overplay anything. Well, this is the thing is he shifts from being a drug dealer to a mentor in ways that don't feel big. Like he doesn't have to feel like he has to play either side of that equation big enough for the audience to get it. Like he's very like within himself. And my brother Jamesy said, my favorite thing anyone said about this performance, he said, that guy's face is amazing. It's like he's got six faces. (laughs) Well said. And you talk about the shifts. It is that thing where, like, yes, he's got this amazing face and he's got a lot of face. Yeah. But it also is the shifts from when he goes from high status to low status to insecure to comfortable to comforting. Yeah. Uh, It's incredible. Okay. So, some other shared nominees Alden Ehrenreich. You guys both had. I basically, you know. I'd have him too. You yeah, know, like right. I mean, this, that was sort of like with me and Mahershala. Was like it's he was a my star runner up, but performance. Like, yeah. Oh my god. So like, I'm still very conflicted about how whether I feel good about him getting Han Solo because I don't want him to have to shoulder Look, that this is, burden this for the rest the, of his career. The burden of the young actor right now. You yeah. Know? yeah. It's like, great. Oh, you were good in one movie? Can you carry a franchise? Can you Can step you, into yeah, the yeah. roles of one of the most iconic fictional characters right. in all of movies? You get cast as Arthur in The Tick. Will everyone <laughs> ever be able to listen to your podcast objectively Exactly again? what I'm talking yeah. about, Griffin. Exactly. Um, yes. Exact same thing. Uh, I... I don't know how I feel about it for him. I feel good for the Han Solo movie. Yes. Like, I think it's a big boon to that movie. But yes. how about his performance in Hail Caesar? Unbelievable. Uh, I, I was mean, just rewatching Hail Caesar, which is a fantastic movie. Yes. It's a fantastic movie. It's a it's weirdly, for a Coen Brothers movie, and the Coens tend to be uh, people who everything they do is considered for things like awards and mm-hmm. top ten sure. lists and whatever. Somehow this was the underrated one. Partly because I think it came out in February. I think that's part of so it. so it got tagged with minor Coens. I yeah. think some people didn't know what to do with it, where they're mm-hmm. like, am I watching a broad comedy here? It's yeah. a tweener. But like it's his a, stuff a is a so good, both in it's screamingly funny. Like from so minute funny. one when he rides up on that horse, just the way he has, his posture is funny. Yep. Like his, yep. like his the way he delivers lines is funny. That scene with Ray Fiennes is Goddamn miracle! It's, I mean, it's, so it's hard funny. to overrate that one. But God, that scene with what's the um, who's the actress who plays Veronica his Sorry, yeah. yeah, uh, where they just start singing at yes. the goddamn dinner yep. table. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, with no explanation. Yep. And like, it's not addressed. That whole date is so good. And even it's him so fucking charming. You can't believe like, it. Where he's like idly lassoing, uh, waiting for her, is so charming. He's so fucking. I funny. also, but also that scene where he's like. Where Josh Brolin lays it out for him, like Eddie Mannix. Yeah. He's like, here's, he's like, we're going to deal with this. Yeah. Commies, I thought so. (laughs) He's so funny. Yeah. And it gives me a great excuse to bring up how much I loved him in Beautiful Creatures, which I will ride for until the day I die. That movie was underrated. Uh, It's often an unfair setup, but um, 
it's so difficult in a movie that's about how incredible you are. Yes. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm, I'm phrasing True. this poorly. True. No, 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 but no. a movie where everyone's like, this is the next great star. Yeah. To introduce someone and have them fulfill the way all the other characters speak of them. Yeah. And especially because what they speak of so highly is just an, an ineffable quality. Yeah. It's not like a real discernible thing. Right. right. It's star power. Um, and it, there is a, an excitement that boosts this performance to watching a Star is Born narrative containing yeah. a Star is Born performance. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That dual Well, remember sort of when thing. that trailer came out and it was like everybody was listed alphabetically and yeah. he was like second because right. his name's Aaron Reich and people were just like, who the fuck is this guy? Me and like, Esther, former guest, had just had a conversation where it's like, what's up with that guy from Beautiful Creatures? Like, you know, yeah. everyone said he was going to break out and she yeah. was like, well, he's in Hail Caesar and rules don't apply this year. Like, maybe this is the year. We had that conversation that trailer at dropped. your birthday party. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Uh, I remember that vividly. I will speak to uh, some some personal bias here, yeah. which is I, I used to be fairly friendly uh, with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we used to take acting classes together. Uh-huh. And I remember him being the guy where I'd be like, Jesus Christ, if, that's, if this guy can't make it, I got no fucking chance. You know, it was one of those things where, like, yeah. I'd see him constantly get really close to big things. Yeah. And it was like, this is so obvious. This guy so obviously He's has such a star. it. Yeah. And it's not happening. Yeah. Uh, so it was frustrating for years and years to see him, sure. you know, be good in things that didn't get seen. Or... All those Coppola movies. That, right. Yeah. Um, and uh, so, yeah, there was, like, something especially satisfying sitting there in the theater and being like, they right. totally figured out exactly how to use him. I hate to be the guy who no, 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 we no, do yeah, it. Uh, Tracy Letts kind of, it's it's most supporting actor. I mean, mm-hmm. he's got this 20-minute scene. I will also say, like Tracy Letts in Christine is also phenomenally good. I haven't seen Christine. He's I've great. He plays, I haven't seen he plays her boss. I don't like to watch movies about people who kill themselves. Listen, I, I, have to. I don't blame you. Um, it's it's really one thing good, if, a movie, if it's a movie where someone kills himself, but this is a movie about... A suicide. That's yeah, carry on. That's carry on. why I've avoided yeah, yeah. Alvin and the Chipmunk Chipper. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Dave Seville. Um, yeah, he's phenomenal in Christine, though, also, I will say. Um, but yeah, Indignation is this 20-minute confrontation yeah, scene. Right. The that's, big scene. Right. That's, yeah. I mean, it's just incredible, and it's like, well, that's what a real actor can do. Yeah, yeah. Um, he is a real actor. Ashton Sanders, for me, it's like all three Chirons are incredible in that movie. I think he's actually got the most difficult scenes to carry, and he's got to be the bridge between the two that connects the first one. The way that kid just stands in that movie with the weight of the world on his shoulders, it breaks your heart. It really does. Everyone, well, we already talked about that. Everyone's good. And then Michael Barbieri, it's just like, well, he's also got one scene that that is so phenomenal. Yeah, It's phenomenal. But I mean, there's lots of good scenes. It's a fun performance. Like, it's fun to watch this kid who is so genuine. He's a little wise-ass. But then, yeah, the scene where you're watching the movie and you go like, maybe they just found this kid and this kid's just comfortable being himself. You start to underrate him as an actor and then the acting class scene where he has to act yeah. shows that like, even if it's beginner's luck, he's got the thing. Yeah. I didn't talk yeah. about Perlina Garcia and Little Men at all, but she's That's also an incredible. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. And go as back, his, as his mother. see Little Men and then go back and see Perlina Garcia and Gloria in that uh, mm. uh, Chilean movie, Gloria, that I she made a few see. years ago. Which was, I think she won... The, Ber- the Berlin Film Festival sure. Award mm-hmm. for Best Actress in that. That movie is one of the best endings to a movie I've ever seen in my life. Right. It's such a joyous ending. It's so good. Uh, any other nominees you guys want to talk about? Yeah, man. Fucking tons of nominees. You kidding me? Go ahead, Joe. John Goodman in 10 Cloverfield Lane. Almost oh, so list. good. So good. But wait, we haven't even talked about your actual nominees. Oh, did not? Oh, we didn't oh, talk about I don't about know. I mean, nominees. are there any that you... We talked about Aaron Reich. We talked about... Oh, let's talk about Daniel Radcliffe because he's on both of ours. That kid... 
It's it, I love Daniel Radcliffe now, yeah. which I honestly, if you told like me watching the early Harry Potter movies, like you're gonna grow up and love this actor. What an interesting I would career not have he's it. got right now. Like <laughs> it is he yeah, he's had an interesting career. He's and I so appreciate that he funny in that role. It's the funniest like physical performance since Vincent yeah. D'Onofrio in Men in Black. That's a good that's the a greatest good one. Yeah. the greatest the the last great like sort of animated dead yeah. body performance. Yeah. Uh, it's that movie. Terry Kaiser and Weekend at Bernie's. How dare well, you? Well, that's previous okay, to Vincent. Fine. Okay, fine. Um, I don't. I don't. Honestly, I don't like that movie very much. I don't either. Uh, I when I saw it, I had a good I like time. It, I liked it a lot better than I expected to. I will. Tell yeah, you. and I I thought that it was you know it was a cool calling card movie. I liked how it looked. You know, blah 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 yeah, blah. Yeah. I, I the end sat very badly with me, and yes. I just yeah I have not it's thought a rough of ending. it very well. It's a real rough ending. And it kind of is sort of stuck in like a sort of Sundance movie story trope from like I feel like from like a decade ago. Come on, like you know, enough with the with the jerk off guys who like don't know how to talk to a girl. Like right, right? like do we need more of this? Right. But Radcliffe, as like basically like the spirit of the side of your brain that's just like, what's wrong with getting a boner? Yeah, or yeah, like yeah. you know, like yeah. being interested in something like is perfect. He's perfect. It's so it's so much fun. It's such a like I mean you said it all really. Um, also, so the one Moonlight actor we haven't really talked about this on my list is Andre Holland, and but Trevante Rhodes too. Let's see. Well, like all of them, man. It's uh, but Andre about, so we'll good. talk about Trevante Rhodes later, maybe. Oh, um, Andre Holland gets such an interesting task to play in that movie because. Uh-huh. The last thing you saw of that character, Kevin's kind of a dick. I was yeah. really mad at Kevin at the end of Come that on, second Kevin. segment, and like, but I mean, Andre I get Holland it, Kevin, wins but... you over so quickly. And like you said, it's the sexiest performance. He makes this plate of black beans and rice. Like, give me those, give me those beans. Honestly, give me everything. Like the scene oh. of him. I wrote about the at he the end of the year. Tea. I wrote about what a great year it was for smoking in movies, and like oh. that scene of him leaning up against the wall and it's... just sort of blowing smoke into the camera. It's to have that a is scene. star power too. It's like speaking about oh, the Alden Aaron yep. right thing. Like, Griff holy and I shit. were talking about it. To have a scene that where you see it, you're like, that's a gif. Yeah. And nonetheless, yeah. you're like, yeah. I love this and I'm right in this movie. Well, my, my argument was that that movie is almost entirely composed of gifts. Like every yeah. single moment of that film is so cinematic but, and self-contained. The fact that it works right. as a greater whole is like yes. a miracle. Yeah. Um, and speaking of my favorite gif in the movie, what I think is Andre Holland's sexiest moment in the film is the neck rub. Oh. When he puts the song on the jukebox and he turns around, he very slowly yep. rubs his own neck. He's a fantastic. One, I, was, I literally, I watching it last actor. night, I think I gasped at that. I was just like, oh. It's unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. That dude uh, rules. Yeah. Anyone else you got, Joe? Lucas Hedges. He's great. We've talked about a yeah. lot. He's an Oscar nominee. The meltdown so scene is, you know, terrific. Yeah. The, you know, I think that's a kid. Scene. And I think part of it is the writing because I think that's a kid who we've seen in a lot of movies be a lot different uh-huh. in the nuances of that kid. We're just yeah. like, I was so expecting this like rebellious, shitty, pouty, like moody kid. And like, he's got some of that in him, but like, he's also just like a regular, like he felt so real to me. He felt very like, and I know that's sort of a trap that sometimes we fall into as, as you know, critics of movies is mm-hmm. that like, oh, this felt very real. So that's gotta be good. But like, there were ways that he was where he was sort of like, bravado but that would sort of melt away and he would allow himself to have these like real conversations and he would actually like tell Casey Affleck's character like what he wanted out of things and he's so wonderful uh, no I one writes him. teenagers better than Kenneth Lonergan yeah he's he's the fucking best as good as anyone ever at yeah. writing teenagers 
And I think he understands fundamentally that all teenagers are performing. Yeah. Which is the key. And I like yep. how fucking funny that character is. Yes. How much people talk about Manchester being a supremely depressing movie, this is which it thing. is. This is my favorite. It's got funny. more laughs than most has, comedies. And that's why I sort of bristle when people would be like, see that movie, but man, like you're going to be wrecked. It's like shit ton of great laughs. Half the movie's a kid trying to get laid. Yeah. That scene where he, it's in the, in the, it's in the trailer working too, where he goes, it. I'm working on it. It means working I'm working on, on it. it. Star yeah. Trek. Funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I want to shout out Mr. Billy Crudup. In yes. 20th Century he Women. He was my number six. What a great Best year hands for him. Yeah. In 2016 cinema. My number six, and it was so close. It hurt me to leave him yeah. off. I saw 20th Century a second time, and that performance really exploded for it's me. It's incredible. Yeah. It's Knowing the whole character from the beginning makes it even richer. The scene yeah. where, where he kisses her at the bar, and then she's like, why did you do that? I thought you were with uh, Abby. And yeah. he's like, well, we're not really, like, it's... He yeah, says something. He's like, it's like, not serious. And then, she's and then like, she well, goes, well, why then do why it? do it? And the look on his face and reaction to that yeah. it's one of those, is amazing. I mean, and it's true of any every character in that movie. Like, you see, you're like, oh, this is like a kind of hippie, crunchy guy. I get it. I get yeah. it. And then immediately you're like, no, 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 I don't think I have this guy right. And he keeps like evading your tracking. Yeah. And then in the period scene, the menstruation scene, yeah. yes. where he's like, oh, you know, sometimes it's make very nice. Make love to the whole woman. And remember to make love to the whole woman, not just the vagina. And it's like, <laughs> the fact that he's not always that smart, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. But then sometimes he can be very profound. Yeah, and up just like keeps him from ever being cartoony. Crudup's a good actor. It, it's yeah. After I saw that movie the first time, I think I tweeted out. I was like, "This movie is what happens when William Miller, his mother, his sister, uh, uh, what's his character's name in Almost Famous? Oh, uh, fucking uh, uh, Stillwater guy. Why, why are we forgetting the name of the guy? Russell the, Hammond. Oh, Russell, Russell Hammond. Hammond. And oh, Sapphire from Almost Famous yeah. all like went and got a house in Santa Barbara. Like That's how it felt to me. Like This is Russell Hammond sort of growing up a little bit wiser, but still a little bit of like a doofus. Yeah. All right. Ray finds in a bigger splash. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. What's you, the controversy You claim there? it's a lead performance. I fully it's believe it's a lead line, performance. but I think it's supporting. It's yeah. Tilda's the only lead in that movie. There are co-leads, yeah. and one of them is Ray Fiennes. That's a great movie, though. Yep. He's so, like, that's Ray Fiennes turned up to 12. Like, it's wonderful. It's one of those things where he comes he's so in and- gross in so much of that movie, too. <sighs> he's such a fucking, like, simmering Ugh. cauldron of insecurity. And herpes, yeah. And herpes. And he comes into the movie, and you're like, I get it. He's like the spark plug. Uh, like I've seen this before yeah. and then the scene where he dances to emotional rescue yep. and he like he like turns the movie into his movie for a minute he's like yeah. jiving for the camera well, like, then even, that is not easy to do no I agree <laughs> and I think that's why it's his movie no, it's from beginning but then to later end. in that he, movie I mean you know spoiler alert yeah, but the other musical late. scene in that movie is not when he and Tilda do uh, karaoke at yes. the bar and she can't she's not supposed to be singing and it's the two of them sort of like Yes, yeah, Facing yeah, yeah. off and singing to each other, it's great. Uh, but yeah, no, it is not his movie because I feel like you're forgetting about the end of the movie. Spoiler alert, it's a sequel to Unbreakable. Unbreakable. Uh, and uh, Shia LaBeouf, where, where, why aren't you guys nominated Shia? I love that movie. That. Oh, you haven't seen it. You should see it. I think yeah. he's probably, if I had a, like, a top 10 list or a top 12 list, he'd be on it. Put it this way. You, if I told you just a year ago yep. there's going to be a movie where you're going to have a crush on yep. Shia LaBeouf yep. with a rat tail, oh. suit pants, and I like a super, white t-shirt. I super <laughs> want to have sex with Shia LaBeouf in like tick-infested tall grass now after seeing that oh, movie. God, the like, best sex scene of the year. It's a really good sex scene, scene of the year. Yeah. Love Shia LaBeouf. American Hunt's going to show up a few times. All right. Yep. Okay. Uh, yeah, as I said, uh, Billy Crudup would be my number six. Sure. Uh, Tom Bennett's also in my runners. Tom Bennett's up. so funny. Yeah, Church Hill. 
That's that, what he does. And that's Amazing. his first, basically his first scene in the movie. Yeah. Like, you see yeah. him a little bit before He's that. He's a bit of a like, rattle. Um, the other one, I'm kind of maybe proving my, my own point here uh, by leaving him off, uh, even though it really hurt me. I think Liam Neeson's phenomenal in silence, no, and no. I haven't heard anyone talk about it. Liam Neeson's it. fantastic yeah. in silence. Uh, ta- Taru, how, how do you say his name? Uh, Tadanobu Asano is amazing. Uh-huh. Is he the one is who he... plays the, the one who keeps snitching on them? N- yes. Yeah. Uh, he is really good. Yeah. Uh, Issy Agata is really good. Every, everyone is good in that well, movie, but yeah. especially had... all those supporting performers. Yeah. You know, I mean, that Neeson movie is on I mean... my ensemble list. I feel like that was really underrated when it came to like an ensemble. And I think Neeson falls into the Patriot's Day category where like he enters just that first scene where he comes face to face with Garfield. Yeah. It's just like it becomes his movie. That's a scene. Every line reading has like three different interpretations to it. Yep. Like he's got to play three different vibes simultaneously with every sentence. Yep. Uh, I think it's incredible. But yet, I'm a fucking hypocrite because I left him off my five. Well, it's tough. You are, you are a hypocrite. I am a hypocrite. Well, the thing is also, I all year, I'd read the book and I was like, I really think this is going to be a Neeson like, threat to win. Yeah. Because it is kind of like a Colonel Kurtz character. Yeah. Yes. And then the movie is so, you know, restrained when yes. he shows up and his performance is so restrained that I was like, okay, this is not what this it's is going to be. Right. But right. he is fantastic nonetheless. It feels very sort of uh, glib to say... Silence was a movie that was too good for the Oscars, but I think was. Silence was a movie that 100%. was too good for the Oscars. Some other, I, I like everyone in The Lobster. John C. Riley and Ben yeah. Wishaw especially are mm-hmm. hysterical ben Wishaw, in The Lobster. My uh, wonderful husband, Ben Wishaw. He's a wonderful husband to us all. Jeff Bridges is great in Hell or High Water. I don't care that it's like just Jeff Bridges doing his, yeah. his bullshit. Okay. He's fantastic. Yeah, so but we all agree when he that, there that. Was, that there was one day where he became like Yosemite Sam. No, it, it, it happened like, and that's the I world we live in Billy now. Billy Gruff. He chews on tin cans. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> in Everybody Wants Some. Yeah. Yes. I mean, Glenn it's Powell, tough. To, Glenn yeah, Powell's yeah, the yeah. obvious one, but there's so many great... Ryan Guzman is... I'm so proud of that kid. I'm, I'm very protective of all the... Uh, what you call it? Step up kids. Oh sure, I see and, one of them. Um, he's one of them, and I, I love him. I have more. I can't stop. I'm sorry, guys. I'm no, like, I'm on a roll now. Please. Patrick Stewart in Green Room is oh. so good. The I, idea of a scary bureaucrat Nazi who never raises his voice. Sure. Never really like what do you, what do you have? I couldn't get past the accent. I think the accent is so bad that it took me out of the movie every single time. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh. Who the fuck? What is his name? Jesus Christ! I know his name, and it's escaped me. But it's gonna come From back. What movie? Edge of Seventeen. Oh, Hayden. Hayden Setso. Yeah. Oh, Setso. yes. He's also on my breakthrough actor list. The, that first scene where he says "Coolio," yeah. it's incredible. He's got such a Justin Long thing. I want to like hug him for a day and a well, half. You guys know wonderful. the most impressive thing about that performance. What's that? He's thirty one yeah, years old. Yes. yes. I know. And when I saw, we talked to who did you talk to? Angie Hunt about that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Tangle Lane Goodman just yeah. doing good, Goodman stuff. Yep. Finally, we we've talked about it, you and I, for sure. Mm-hmm. Aaron Eckhart in Sully. Yep. Oh, brings it. He lands the plane. He gets the plane going again. And he lands it somewhere else. He lands it all over your fucking face. And here's another thing: we talk a lot about when we talk about performances. We talk about them carrying the movie, right? Carrying a scene, you know, carrying their co-star. What what do you have to carry in your role in your work in this film? He's got to carry a goddamn push broom on his upper lip. The entire fucking film. That's the hardiest mustache I've ever it's seen. It's a great mustache. Not only that, he has a line where he legitimately complains about the price of drinks and snacks in hotel mini bars. 
and you buy that it has just occurred to this guy how expensive the th- like that he does not know that that is a common complaint. Uh, spoiler alert: Sully is an American masterpiece. Oh, We're going to keep talking about it for the rest of the Sully. episode. Sully. S U L L Y. Five letters. They spell America. <laughs> Back in the rack. Sully fucking rules. Everyone's going to think that you and I are trolling, David. No, that's the problem with Sully. I do feel trolled. I do feel when I said it trolled to, right now. I remember I said it to, I think it was Richard Lawson. I yeah. said, isn't Sully great? And he kind of like leaned in and he was like, are you kidding? <laughs> and I was like, I'm not kidding. And he was like, it is great. Like, it was one of those things where I had to be like, I had to say the password it first. Is. It's you know? very, very Isn't Sully great day. cream cheese? And he's like, cream cheese. Yes, it is great. Like, and here's what drives me crazy. I talked to a lot of people who are like, I mean, I enjoyed watching Sully, but come on, it's not a good movie. Get the fuck out of you here. You enjoyed watching it. Get you on a plane and crash in the Hudson with that. You think that was by accident? Birds. You think they accidentally made something that you like? Best watch? vocal performance is the guy who said birds. Birds. <laughs> is the lady I can't really Fucking Sully rules. Birds. Aaron Eckert rules. All right. Oh, best actor. Let's do best actor. Oh, yeah, okay. Let's do that. Ready? <clears throat> we'll, you know, we'll switch it up. This no, because actress needs to be the last this one. This is good that's, because I'm about, that's to, the main event. I'm about to piss you off a couple times in a row. Uh-oh. Here. Fuck this bullshit Ready? you're about to do. Yeah. Ahem. <clears throat> And my nominees for best actor in a leading role are. We should say kind of a weak year. Really weak. Year. Yes. Yeah. As Weirdly. was last year. As was last really year, which year. is unusual. Yes. I count three things I'm about to do that will piss you off. Oh, <sighs> excited. Ready? Oh. Yeah. My nominees are. Stomach has turned. Yeah. Tom Hanks in Sully. Of course. David Yellowo in Queen of Katwe. Mm-hmm. Ah. Real Griff pick there. Mm hmm. Colin Farrell in The Lobster. Uh huh. Ray Fiennes in A Bigger Splash. <laughs> and, and he is good, though. And um, let me straighten my bow tie. I've here. only counted one thing so far. Um, John Goodman in Ten Cloverfield Lane. Oh, interesting. I could see that. I see the argument for that. Yeah, I could too. Yeah, actually, yeah. I actually that doesn't piss me off at all. He's yeah. he's kind of a quasi lead, though. It's tough. It's tough. Yeah. It's tough, but I would honestly, I only saw it once. I'd kind of need to see it again to remember, like, how much. Because he does disappear for stretches of the movie when she is sort of doing, like, the investigation okay, like, of he, the bunker. He sort of falls down under the Hannibal Lecter statue, though, right? I think that's fair. He's in a lot and of he's in a lot of the movie, and, yeah. like, the movie. And he looms, you know, like, I mean, not, you know, he looms large in more ways than one. Yeah. And he is one of our. Finest actor. One of our Fantastic finest actors. Still never Oscar nominated. He'd be a two time Oscar winner in my books. For which two? Barton Fink and Lebowski? He did it. Just Lebowski, like he's he's Oh my god. Yeah. Talk about an iconic performance that nobody like gives enough respect to. And yeah. people give a lot of respect to that movie. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Perhaps sometimes more than they should, but yet yeah. he's still underrated somehow. I agree. Yeah. Uh gentlemen, would you like to share your Yeah, yeah, yeah. So mine are Wait, what uh, was the third thing though? I think you'll realize it later. Okay. Okay. Uh Casey Affleck for Manchester by the Sea, Colin Farrell for The Lobster, mm-hmm. Andy Garfield for Silence, mm-hmm. Andy Garfield, Trevante Rhodes for Moonlight, which we can talk about, sure, sure, lead versus sure. support. That's we'll here. talk about it. Yeah. And then Den- <laughs> Denzel for Fences. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Casey Affleck, Manchester by the Sea. Sure. We don't have to like him, but Look, we can, what can you know, I do? it's a great performance. But, you know, caveat, he seems like a bit of a jerk. Seems like a bit yeah. of a jerk. Uh, Adam Driver for Patterson. That's a great one. He was my sixth. Colin Farrell for The Lobster, Tom Hanks for Sully, Denzel Washington for Fences. Honestly, my six is probably Ryan Gosling. Like that, it's a, it's a weirdly uh, weak year. Yeah. yeah. And I think Gosling's terrific. I think Gosling's very good in that movie. He was uh, close for me, also close for me. Uh, Chris Pine in Hell or High Water. Great, yeah. great performance. Great performance. Uh, what are some, yeah, let's think. I got Logan Lerman as a runner up for Indignation. Nice. Uh, I, I did like Garfield in Silence, and I 
you know, thought he was okay in Hacksaw Ridge, although I think it's really it's well definitely cast. Has, he's his well lesser cast. performance it's of the that two. movie's first half is yeah. so fucking goofy. It's so goofy. Uh, I also have Dev Patel as a runner-up for Lion, and oh. sort of under the Travante Rhodes thing of the character is the lead character. I'm reaching out to this? give Joe uh-huh. a shake yeah. of the hand because yeah. Dev Patel is a <clears throat> lead in Lion. Yes, that character is yeah, a lead. I think. I think pro. sometimes. We get hung up on screen time and yes, we do. Yes, um, I think with both Travanche Rhodes and Def Patel, they are the leads of their portions of the movie. Sure, and it, it, I don't know. It's tough to. It's very borderline. I, I can see it. I, I think the difference between those two is cutting something into halves rather than thirds. Yeah, and I think thirds makes mm. it supporting and halves makes it lead. I think you can do whatever you want, but I think Def Patel supporting. I'm or but also lead. Like I don't yeah. care. Yeah. Um, do you think Trump's going to change the rules of the Blanky Awards? You saying you, you can know do whatever what? you want? I don't want to talk about Donald Trump. Yeah, let's. Here, I have some words. I have some people there, like some runners up. Can, yeah, can I say two more runners? Oh, up? Oh sure. Yeah. Michael Shannon. I thought you were moving us off the runners up. Michael Shannon in Midnight Special. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's an okay movie. I liked Edgerton the best of the of the Midnight Special ensemble. Yeah, I, I, I thought think Edgerton he's very was terrific too. in that. Uh, it was a movie that did not stick with me. And and one more one more wild card on my my sure. six through ten. Sure, sure. Uh, Julian Dennison for Hunt for the Wilder People. Oh, you know, an adorable movie. That is a and Griffin he's pick. Very cute. That's a Griffin pick. Yeah. Uh, what I wanna, a great movie. I want to shout movie. out Russell Crowe in The Nice Guys, sure. which is a tough movie because it really has like two co leads who both do a great job, but neither of them. Oh wait, so when you said Ryan Gosling, you meant The Nice Guys? No, I meant La La Land. Oh, okay. But I mean, he's great in The Nice Guys. too. I think he's phenomenal. So in the funny. Nice guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just I like him in both. Yeah. I just think La La Land is a tough thing, and luckily, I think he really landed it. No one ever talked about he, how he like talked but too much David, about jazz. But David, no one brought jazz, that up. but jazz, David. I mean, look, obviously, La La Land is a totemic work of racism on the <laughs> scale of the birth of a nation. The D.W. Griffith one. Uh, no, whatever. Okay, yeah. uh, we, we're not. We're actually we're, weirdly we're not going to f- talk much about La La Land. Jazz yeah. though. <laughs> jazz though. Jazz, uh, though. I'm trying to think if there are any other. Obvious leads. I kind of like your ten Cloverfield Lane argument. Yeah, it's a good uh, argument. It's a, a persuasive argument. A great lead in a movie that nobody saw is in this country is Dave Johns and I Daniel Blake, which is a pretty darn good movie. Still haven't seen it, and he's fucking fantastic. Joel Edgerton was good in Loving. Yep, very understated. Christian Bale's kind of good in Night of Cups. Oh, I haven't seen it. Oh, I don't know when I'm gonna. End I'll up be talking about Night of Cups a little bit later. Oh, I know Uh-oh. you will. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Andy Samberg's pretty great in Pop Star. Yeah. Never stop, never stop. That is a Golden Globe nomination snub that that hurts. Pretty rude. What the fuck? Uh, I feel like there's one other obvious one that I am forgetting. Wait, I'm, now I'm just looking. At, it, not Ben Affleck and Live by Night. That's for sure. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm just sort of like scrolling down well, my. I list. have I have Gael Garcia Bernal and Neruda. Yeah, he's but good. Nobody sort of really saw that. Movie. Almost a supporting performance. Like, it that's is almost an odd a supporting. One. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. Look, two movies that are not good, but I like the leads. Let's hear it. Jonah Hill and War Dogs is great. Oh, I'm I sorry. I I'm I haven't sorry. seen it. I won't, I won't see that movie. Oh, I know, and it's fine. And Michael Fassbender's fantastic in The Light Between Oceans. <laughs> he's <laughs> a real Fassbender performance, but it, it doesn't mean he's not good. Yeah. Like that movie would suck without him. I as, up for that. as it is with him, it's okay. it's okay. Yeah. yeah, it's okay. Uh, I left Casey Affleck off my five for political reasons. I felt like it. Yeah, you know, like if I'm being completely honest with myself, yes, that is empirically one of the five best performances I saw all year. Yeah, that stands. Does me giving him you don't a want fucking... to invite him to your ceremony, right? I, yeah. I mean, it's like my nomination fucking means nothing. We're recording in like a right. fucking closet, and I'm just saying bullshit. 
but it just fe- I felt like I didn't want to do it. Yeah, the performance still stands. It doesn't negate the work. Yeah, but like maybe uh, I don't need to laud him. I mean, I sat there and I was like, if I can come up with five nominees that I think are good, where I'm not stretching it and pushing yeah. someone above him, right? Who doesn't deserve to be there? Yeah, then I'll leave him off. And when I like decided that Goodman was lead, yeah, then that was like the shift for me. I hear you. That's where I stand cool. on that. Um. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, who are your winners? Okay, ready? Did we yeah. say our winners for no, supporting we didn't. actor? Let's go around the horn. Wait, who are supporting, supporting actor? actor winners? Oh, but fuck, we didn't say winners. We didn't winners. say the winners. Aaron Reich. Aaron Reich's my winner. Mahershala Ali's my winner. I, at the time that I saw Hail Caesar said, I can't imagine that anyone would beat Aaron uh-huh. Reich for me. And then I saw Moonlight, and I think Mahershala Ali's one of the best performances I've ever seen in yeah. a movie. Agreed. Um, but we're well all well essentially picked. talking about the same two people. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so okay. best actor, my winner is Adam Driver for Patterson. It yeah, is let's talk about Patterson. It is the greatest fucking movie. Have you seen Patterson? I have. Okay. I was okay. whelmed by it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I you're an idiot. It. I liked it a lot. I think Driver's great. Driver's one of my favorite actors. Um, uh-huh. I was distressed. Yeah, I agree. I was distressed okay. to see how skinny he got in Silence. I really so hope skinny. he had some food. He'll be back up for uh, Last Jedi. Yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. He'll be Last Jedi came out. Wait. Um. Yeah, Patterson's really good. I. The thing about most Jarmusch movies that are not, uh, what's the vampire one? Only lovers left. Only lovers left. Which I adored. Every other Jarmusch movie, I'm like, yeah. That's a good movie. And I mm. sort of like nod and I sort of like maybe forget about it a little bit. There's a dog joke in Patterson that will stick with me forever and ever. Um, Do you mean the, uh, the mailbox? mailbox? Yeah. What a great so fucking, brilliant. What a great fucking payoff that is. Um, otherwise, that movie Love is sort it. of like, yeah, good movie. But I agree with you. The driver is brilliant. My winner would be Denzel. I think He's somewhat so perfunctorily. Like it feels no, it not matter. exciting to talk about like Denzel's my number one, but he's great. It's like seeing like a great tenor perform at the right. Oscar yeah. at the opera or whatever. You know, like yeah. it's just you're like, oh, here he goes. And, and yep, there he is. knows exactly what he's doing. There yeah. it is. Yep. Uh, my my winner is Tom Hanks for Sully. He's so good. And I'll admit that's also boosted by um uh, Hologram for the King, which I think is fantastic. And Still he haven't seen it. Two of my favorite leading performances of the year. I think he's is that the, Tickler. It is Tom Tickler, yeah. our old friend. Yep. And um, I I think he's just like the fucking like redwood oak of American cinema. I got yeah. no beef oh. with any of this. And uh, talking to our friend Richard Lawson when we were having our conversation where we both said cream sheets to each other, <laughs> and then we're allowed to go into the basement and talk about Sully. Cream sheets. Um, I I. Together, we developed this theory that the thing that's so satisfying about this present-day Tom Hanks run, where he has sort of dropped all affectations and just become a really fucking strong, straight-down-the-line actor, yeah. is that he's playing people who are good at their jobs, and he himself is good at his job yes. of acting. Yes. And it's the Bridge of Spies thing. It's the Sully thing. It's so satisfying to watch someone who just excels in their profession, yeah. and you're watching that on two layers with any Hanks performance. I still don't think it's- anything in the in the last two movies that you mentioned— uh, Compares to Captain Phillips, I feel like that's great too. But that's a different performance. He's good at it his job, but he's under a lot more. I love all three of those. Those pressure. are my three. Tom Hanks is great at his job. And much as I, I, I yeah. didn't like Sully, but I think he's a, he's very good in Sully. Birds, uh, if you like Sully, tweet at me <laughs> hashtag cream cheese. Yes, and, hashtag uh, cream cheese. And I'll know you're tweet in the me closet. too. Yeah, sure. If you yeah. want, my idea. Adam Driver's great. We'll talk. We can talk more about Patterson. Okay. Uh, Adam Driver's my favorite performance. Best actress? Can well, uh, you know? I'm gonna stop here. So I watched Patterson. Mm. I liked it. I saw Adam Driver's performance. I liked it. Mm. I knew this was. I'm glad that when you watched Patterson, you saw his performance because otherwise, you really would yeah, not have been paying much that's attention. A lot of looking away. <laughs> I saw it. I recognized what he was doing. Uh-huh. I enjoyed it. Uh-huh. I went in knowing that it was your favorite performance of the year. Uh-huh. 
I don't. I don't know if it's. You know, there's a lot of good performances this year. I, like Ali is. Yeah. Okay. It's. I maybe talk a little bit more about like what he's doing in that movie because like it's so Thank subtle. You. That's that's what I'm asking. So, he is showing the movie is about understanding to me about understanding like creativity, like right. which is a very difficult thing to depict. Like, mm-hmm. and he is so good at showing you like a person taking in the world in a in a specific way rather than just like I don't know like a camera. Yeah, and I get that it's obviously a low key subtle movie. Oh yeah. But there's something about, I mean, he, I can't deny that he's an actor who's so charismatic to me, like no matter what yes, he's doing, like even sure. if he's in, for sure, you know, jerk off indie number six, right? Like, you know, when's Adam Driver bad? And it's a watching and listening movie, so it needs someone who's that innately right. yeah. interesting to watch. But to, to, to play someone who is so subdued and like, you know, will have conversations with like you think the people he loves, like his, you know, wife or... Partner, we, we do we do we actually know if they're I, married? I think they're fine. What's I don't think they're married, but that's just my hunch. his his live in girlfriend, his lady, uh, or his boss at the like bus depot or whatever, and like, you know, you would almost think like someone does this wrong and you're like, am I watching a movie about like an autistic person? Right. Like, but he's not like that. No. You get what everyone sees in him. Yeah. It's. I could talk about it for a while. It's tough. It's. It's my favorite movie. Yeah. I mean, it might be my number one of the year, but for a couple of really great movies. Yeah. Like, and in another year, it easily could have been. Man, remember one. during Watch the summer. Watch it again sometime. But like, you know, give it a while. Like, yeah. remember during the summer when everybody was talking about what a terrible year for movies this was and how it rebounded so hard in the fall. It's true. It's I mean, really amazing. It's one of those things where if you look at the top. Thirty grossing movies oh, of the year. It's 50. a nightmare. It's really it's quite horrifying. For the first yeah. time, I'm really kind of like beginning to worry. And I've always been someone who dismissed those. Like me too. Oh, comic book movies are ruining the. But like it. But then again, there are so many good movies. Yeah. They're just smaller. Yeah. Like, and I don't know. Like it. I don't know. And I feel like the bulk of the crappy movies in the top thirty. It's not even comic books. It's just like these just sort of like boring uninspired sequels, sequels, boring animated movies, kind of like yeah. you know, boring reboots. Yes, like exactly. whatever. Exactly. Uh, all right, best actress. Best actress. Um, can I go first? Yeah, this is the bloodbath category. Okay. So this is the one where I had it's six. It's so hard. I had six, and I'm literally like deciding yeah, now who I'm going to You know, it's like off. you're ordering, and you, you so, haven't quite decided between the salmon and the chicken. I, like, I have my ten contenders all could have won in a different year. Yeah. Like, I have ten people fighting for five slots who could have been winners yeah. in a weaker category. So the chicken that I'm that I'm not choosing, <laughs> as opposed to the salmon, sure. is Kate Beckinsale in Love and Friendship, who I Who's think so is good. phenomenal, but, like, Agreed. the other five. So my five are Amy Adams in Arrival. Annette Bening in 20th Century Women, Viola Davis in Fences, Rebecca Hall and Christine, and Natalie Portman and Jackie. Okay. My five are. God, it's so hard. So hard. It's so hard. You can't help but leave off right. great, capital G, great yeah. performances. Yeah. yeah. My five are Amy Adams in Arrival. Yes. Isabelle Huppert in Elle. Yes. Yeah. Natalie Portman in Jackie. Yes. Haley Steinfeld in Edge of Seventeen. Great. And Annette Bening for 20th Century Women. There you go. Yeah, mine are Amy Adams in Arrival, uh, Isabelle Huppert in Things to Come, yep. although I like her in L2. Yep. I think she's a, it's hard. Uh, she's L2 great in both. L2 is such a strange sequel. Oh, yeah. boy. I would it. love to see it. Comma T-O-O. <laughs> <laughs> uh, her performances in L and Things to Come are a great example of why Isabelle Huppert is one of our best actresses. Yeah, totally Talk true. about two movies that are very different. Yep, yep. Um, Ruth Nugget in Loving. Yep. Annette Bening in 20th Sin. And my winner, Sasha Lane in American Honey. Interesting. I love that movie. I don't know if I'm super sold on her as an actress. It is. 
I think a I lot it. of what's great it. about Andrea Arnold's direction in that movie, like, is love sort that of, too. Yeah, it, it's it's a nice. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Yeah. Uh, who would your winner be? But yeah. like everyone oh, you mentioned, I love. Yeah. Steinfeld is like a really hard one to leave off for me because I think that is a really hard performance yeah. to pull off. Yes. Uh, fucking, there's like we'll we'll mention them. There's so many other people. Yeah. Can I can I stump for Steinfeld for one second? Do oh, it. Yeah. Because that was one where I went. She has no chance, and I have to make sure no matter what when we do our awards episode, I nominate her. No, yeah. and you have to leave her that's off. That's like a fucking. She's my sixth. Right. Um, the, the her opening scene in that movie. Where she goes into Woody Harrelson's office yeah. and explains to him yeah, she's why gonna she's going to kill herself. Kill herself. Yeah. yeah, and she simultaneously plays the severity of someone who genuinely believes they might take their own life. Yeah, and lands every single joke, every yep. comic is beat, insane. Yeah, because I remember I years and talk years about ago, the tough wow. opening to a movie where you might be turning off the whole audience. Yeah, thank basically. you, yeah. thank you. Years and years ago, I had an audition to play like a suicidal kid in a comedy. Yeah. Right. And I had just been taking a lot of acting classes and was really serious about my fucking craft and whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I went in there and was like, I have to play this real. Like, I'm not going to make a joke out of this. And I went in and they were like, that's way too heavy for a <laughs> Right, 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 right. This and is I, a comedy. Right. And I've always viewed that as my Waterloo. Like, not that specific performance in that audition, but like, can it's you- It's your favorite phrases. Yes. But can you like fucking do that? Like, can yeah. you can you hit the joke yeah. lines that have to exist within the script while playing the emotion seriously? Because I yeah. get angry when I see comedies where people's problems aren't portrayed with accurate depth. It's strange that when Griffin says my Waterloo, he means the ABBA song. I do mean the ABBA song. Yeah. Right. Yes. Right. Um, a sort of mid-level, like, a you know, not the most, the song that they're most well-known for. Right, but, but they like, want it to be their number one hit. Yeah, favorite yeah. thing about Mamma Mia is that they just sing that over the end credits yep. because how on earth do you fit that into a plot? Yep, <laughs> exactly. Uh, but yeah, Steinfeld is like, get you a performance that can do both. It's, yeah. it's incredible. And she nails every single joke at some of the, like, most ace- Sharp comedic timing I've seen in a long time. Yeah. I should say Michael B. Jordan presented my nominees. Oh, oh right. I think he won from all three of us. I think he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He swept. What a handsome man. What a handsome yeah. man. Bring back Jordan. Where is he? Yeah. Um, fantastic. Wait, so who's your winner? So uh, My winner is Sasha Lane. Right. My winner was Viola Davis up until I saw 20th Century Women a second time and then Benning sort of leapfrogged her. Benning's great. She's... So good. And without, like, this is my thing is, like, Viola Davis is phenomenal and gets that, like, big showcase, mm-hmm. like, snot dripping down her face oh, scene sure. or whatever. Yeah. Annette Benning doesn't get a scene like that written no. for her in the movie. And even still, she manages to be, like, wildly impressive in mm. so many different ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, winner, my, my winner is Amy Adams for... Oh, fantastic performance. By the way, we didn't shout out Jeremy Renner in our supporting actor yes. Bonanza, well, but he's fantastic. I think people are really stupid. Great in that movie. I a lot do. of people don't like Arrival, I which is also don't unacceptable. Eat. If yeah. you like Jeremy Renner in Arrival, tweet at us Cottage Cake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we love the white through men. the dairy case is what we're doing. I think I feel the way about Amy Adams in Arrival that you do about Jim Jarmusch and Patterson, which isn't to say Jim Jarmusch and Patterson. I'm sorry, Adam Driver and Patterson. I fucking love Amy Adams in Arrival. I, I think it's such an understated performance is. that is you're watching someone think for most of the movie. Yeah, and I think she has. I, I, she's one of my favorite living actresses. Um, and too bad about how bad she was in American Hustle. Yeah. Oh, disagree. Actually, <laughs> so bad, so bad, so bad. I've told you, you about my. Thing? What did you think I was going to say? I don't know. Actually, I thought you were maybe going to say Nocturnal Animals. But yeah, she is. Not my favorite thing about the about American Hustle is that that cast is a Rorschach plot test for people who watch it, and it's just like it's everybody who comes out of that movie yeah. has a different like ranking of who was good and who was bad in that movie. That's I think Jennifer fun. Lawrence is terrible, and I think she's, Amy Adams she's is not great. great. I think they're both bad. Jeremy Renner is the only good performance. <laughs> Amy Adams is great in Arrival. You're watching someone think. Yeah, no, yeah. you're right. 
and uh, and also and taken information that you don't realize, but then on a rewatch you do realize she doesn't understand. Yep. Yes. Uh, which is hard to you know a high wire act. It's also, very, to very get complicated. She delivers yeah. such good voiceover in that movie. Yep. In a way that's like. Kate Blanchett in Lord of the Rings level, like compelling, I find. And she makes it all look effortless. It falls into the Tom yep. Hanks category where she's playing someone who's great at her job and she is herself showing you how to act yeah. while doing it. She wins. It's almost like a Lifetime Achievement Award for me. Sure. I mean, I, I think it's probably objectively my favorite of those performances, but she also gets kind of grandfathered in from the fact that yeah. she should have won like six times. Although I think she's probably won like six times in my personal awards. Yeah. Um, did great. you say who your Hold winner? On. Your winner was Annette Bening. It was Annette Bening? Yeah, yes. who's who's number two for me? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, but some, so many runners some, up. Yeah, some performances like, you want to shout out, guys? Oh, Sasha Lane, by the way, she's fucking lightning in a bottle. American Honey is the best movie of the year. It, it's so great. Uh, Hooper was a was a runner up for me. So Nega was a runner up for me. Nega's um, so mm-hmm. good. Nega, mm-hmm. that scene where she calls him on the phone. That's yeah. all she does, yeah. and it's all she communicates in her face. Like, yeah. is just like, you know what? I'm actually going to pick up the phone, like, without any, like, overacting, yeah. any... Fucking... What's her name in Tony Urban is so good? What the... Oh, yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah. Sandra Huller. Yeah. yeah that's uh, very good now. Uh, we all saw the, the Vanity Fair video where Ruth Nega makes an Irish coffee, yes? Yes. Yeah. God, Ruth Nega's so best. wonderful. I love her. Um, Emma Suarez for Julieta is on my... Uh, Haven't seen Julieta. Gotta get to I've it. I've talked to people who are really into Almodovar who are like, yeah, it's mid-level Almodovar. For me, it's the most I've liked an Almodovar movie since, like, Bad Education. Wow. It's Really good. Sure. I liked it a lot. Uh, Royalty Hightower and the Fits sure. is a wonderful debut performance. I assume it's a debut performance. Very good yeah. debut yeah. performance. That movie is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Minhee Kim from The Handmaiden yep. Who Falls Into the Trap I already uh, Absolutely. laid out. Uh, Natalie Portman. I didn't nominate Natalie Portman and Jackie. She's great in Jackie. Jackie. She's also, great. and this is such a hipstery pick, but like uh, Kreisha Fairchild and Kreisha is- it's a good movie. Such like a presence. In Check it movie. out, guys. It's uh, on Netflix. It's man. like we suddenly got a, an For urban outfitter. I know. Here I know. The... I know. That's why I almost hated to say none it. None of us nominated like... the Oscar winner. I'm going to put it on for the record Emma Stone, but she's pretty good in La La Land. I like her in La La Land. It's I, a have no beef. I have I like no beef her with her in La La Land. She's fine in that movie. Yeah. That movie is fine. Uh, the movie's good. Uh, very good, actually. Griffin's my, wrong about that. But Emma Stone's not why I like it. I think it's good. Although I think she's good. It's fine. My my other person. Um, my my other runner up. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, Beck. Susan Sarandon for the Meddler. Mr. Lawson, I didn't Mr. realize Lawson's you were number one. <laughs> our, our buddy Richard Lawson picked his number one movie of the year. I said, I think she's wonderful. That, in that is movie. incredulous. I I cannot believe that is possible. And then I watched it, and boy, is that a fun movie? Is she really good? It's in a fun it? movie, and she's really yeah. good in it. She's yeah. really good in it. Yeah. Taraji B Henson's really good in Hidden Figures. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think. A uh, kind of a weirdly tough role, like, like a weirdly written role. I like, feel oddly like. written, but yeah. she is yeah. good. I personally think Melissa McCarthy and Kristen Wiig are great in Ghostbusters, and that's kind of a do. controversial opinion. I would say Wiig's better. I agree. Um, I think McCarthy isn't great, but that's more to do with the character being underwritten rather than her performance. And I do feel like there was yeah. a little bit of her sort of taking her foot off the gas in that movie a little bit, right? They wrote the Leslie Jones role for her. Oh, that she makes said sense. she didn't want to do that because she didn't want to play the firebrand. Yeah. She wanted to travel against type. Yeah, and I think the role she ended up taking, which had been written as sort of just the straightforward right. functional one. Yeah, then there was this awkward meshing between like how do you get That's what's fair. funny about McCarthy with the character who needs I, to propel? Yeah, the, right. you see that. You, well, uh, you definitely see Anya Taylor joined the witch. Uh, yeah. And of course, she's proven herself quite an interesting young actress. I would say yeah. in her performances since. Okay, best director. <clears throat> uh, my nominees are 
Barry Jenkins for Moonlight. Oh, yeah. Heard about that guy. Denis Villeneuve for Arrival. Mm. Mike Mills for 20th Century Women. Nice. Yeah, Park Chan-wook for The Handmaiden. Sure. Directed movie. And Pablo Lorraine for Jack Hay. Also a well Oh, Jack movie. Hay is so good oh. in that movie. Jack Hay who? Jack Hay Harry. Gentlemen, your nominees. Uh, Andrea Arnold, American Honey. Jim Jarmusch, Patterson, Barry, Jenks, Moon, Lights, Beat Jenks, Martin, Scorsese for Silencio, Mm -hmm. and and old Dennis. Dennis Villanueva for Arrival. For Arrival, yeah. Sorry to fuck up everyone's name. Mine are very similar to all yours. Andrea Arnold, American Honey, Barry Jenkins, Moonlight, Pablo Lorraine, Jackie, Martin Scorsese, Silence, Denis Villeneuve for Arrival. Some really good, well-directed movies this year. I liked... A lot of other movies and a lot of other directors too. Yeah, Yorgos Lanthimos, guys, The Lobster. What a great breakthrough! Like Josh the fact that that movie Junker. was so. Oh, for mountains made, made apart. apart. Great movie. So good. Marinade for Tony Erdman. I'm gonna shout out Karen Kusama one more time for the Karen invitation. Kusama. What I'm so glad. That's another sort of Lonergan like thing where like she was, like totally on the shit list, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, definitely. Um, and I'm somebody who loves Jennifer's body a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. A lot of, a lot of Jennifer's body stands coming out of the yeah. woodwork. I got to watch the movie again. I saw it on a plane yeah. like eight years ago or whatever. I don't really remember it. I well, love it. Wasn't the thing with the invitation also that her husband wrote the script? Oh, is that it? Because her husband's like a pretty successful sort of studio screenwriter. He's, okay. He writes on a franchise that I'm forgetting. Griffin, I don't view women directors through the lens of their husband. Yeah, what I was going to say is, I, I think I'm he wrote the shit. screenplay that had some heat around it, yeah. and she was able to like attach herself as a package yeah, yeah, yeah. deal. She also on. directed one he of wrote the, the best episodes of television this year, uh, the Halt and Catch Fire episode, where they all had the big blowout argument yes! in the conference room. Halt and Catch Fire is the best TV show. I knew show. that was going to be David Bate. <laughs> uh, gentlemen, who is your winner for best director? Andrew Arnold. Joe. Um. Oh, I almost want it to be Andrea Arnold. It's Barry Jenkins. Yeah, mine's Barry Jenkins. Yeah, yeah he's good. Uh, I think he's a talented director. Yeah, <laughs> he's one to watch, guys. It's gonna, it's gonna suck when he loses the Oscar. It's gonna but, uh, suck when he loses the Oscar. Especially, I don't think I like Damien Chazelle. I actually loved the speech he gave. I was at the New York Film Critics Circle, and I oh, loved the speech he gave. I thought it was a I heard it went on speech. for an hour and a day. Yeah, everyone was rolling their eyes being like, because it's the end of the night, yeah. and it's been going on for a while, and he's given this like proper speech that he's written, which yeah. is fine, obviously, because he knew he was going to win. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. It's the winner's dinner. Right. Yeah. And uh, it's a terrific speech that, if you can find it, you should check out about yeah. uh, the movies that influenced La La Land. You should seriously check it out. Okay. Yeah. I also wrote about it in my La La Land piece on The Atlantic. Uh, I think... Uh, uh, I think I think Moonlight is like look. There's obviously a uh, a synthesis of different uh, you know influences, styles, yeah. you know dramatic storytelling types, Absolutely. all of that. But it feels like he um, blends it all into something that feels entirely. There's uh, things like how he uses a 360. A mm-hmm. shot in each one of those segments and like what that means and like right. the the sort of intense close ups. There's sort of like one in each uh, of the segments and what that means. Yeah, like, like Moonlight feels to me like he's borrowing words from different languages, but somehow constructing an entirely new. Language. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it it yes. feels like very much its own thing. And I've seen the movie three times now, and there's just not a a moment that feels out of place. Not a shot. Not a line. Yeah. Not a gesture. And on, be- and on behalf of all that, and it's also like that is we. I know you talk about like like lean movie making and like right. every single scene in there just like 
does what it needs to do and like moves the plot forward or moves a character yes. forward in such precise ways. And this is a thing that's been discussed uh, ad nauseum throughout this whole season. Yeah. But uh, he pointedly did not have the three actors playing Chiron meet each other. Yeah. And when yeah, I walked I out of the too. film, I went like, God, what was the rehearsal process like? How much uh-huh. time did he spend with them studying each other's gestures sure, right. or yeah. creating a series of combined, you know, shared common gestures? And then to find that out is like, oh, that's directing. Yeah, yeah his yeah. direction is obviously crucial to right. why that works. Not just yes. in how he directs the three actors, but also how he frames them. Yeah. And how you he know. matches everything together. Yes. Yeah. Um, great director. Yeah. Cannot wait to see his next film. I know, me too. Do we want to do best picture or do we want to now jump back and do like some other crap? And say best picture for the grand finale. Yeah, let's let's do some other crap. Let's do some other crap. I like other crap. Original screenplay. Original screenplay. My oh, nominees. Good year for original screenplays. Marinade for Tony Erdman. Ethan and Joel Cohen for Hail Caesar. Nice. Jim Jarmusch for Patterson. Yep. Yorgos Lanthimos and Efilimi Flipu. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. For The Lobster. And Richie Big L, Big Dick, Linklater for Everybody Wants Some. Big L and a Big Dick. Man, this is. (laughs) Who knows? Who knows? Um, That's really great. I love that uh, Everybody Wants Some is on this list for you. Love that movie. That movie became a little bit of a lightning rod for people. Mm. Mm. I love it. I think it's so great. It's great. You know what you should do? Watch it again and again and again Uh because it's very good at that. (laughs) Yes. I can imagine. It stands up well. Um, Mine are 20th Century Women, Mike Mills, Uh, Don't Think Twice, Mike Birbiglia, Little Men. All good nominees. Ira Sachs and Mauricio Zacharias. Manchester by the Sea, Kenny Lonergan, and other people, Chris Kelly. My original screenplay nominees are The Lobster. Boom. Those dudes. The Meddler. Those ladies. That lady. (laughs) Those ladies. Lauren Scafaria. She's the royal we. Yes. Uh, Manchester by the Sea, Mm. 20th Century Women, Mm. and let me adjust my bow tie again. David's going to be furious. Oh, God. Allied. <laughs> a laughable choice. Stephen Knight, I believe, wrote a that movie. wonderful script. You know what? Here's what I'll say about yeah, Ally. What a <laughs> shitty script. I thought that was going to be like the last thing I liked about <laughs> Ally. Like I liked everything else more than what the a script. great piece of writing. <laughs> what? I enjoyed Ally a lot more than I thought it was going to. But yeah, it script rules. script seems to me an interesting place to love honor it. that movie. Love it. Love that the film spends the entire first half setting up the relationship before you even get to what is ostensibly the plot of the film. Right. 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 Like that it spends its time. I think it's a, a series of very well orchestrated moves. I think it's like a lovely, like sort of like a fucking like a mouse hunt board of a script. Cutting you off. Mouse hunt. What <laughs> Who's mouse your winner? Trap. Better not be allied. My winner is allied. No, my winner is uh, boy. It's a real, it's a real showdown between Manchester and 20th Century Women. Yeah, yeah both good. And I feel like I got to give it to 20th Century Women. That's mine. Uh, I just think it's a movie where uh, every single character is a fucking fully realized human being. And it is a film full of ideas and questions without offering any answers, without being sort of like pedantic yeah. or yeah. didactic about what it's fucking When was the to last say. time that sort of like, and I mean, he's done it twice now, but like dreamy voiceover like that. And I don't think it works that well in Beginners, but I think it works. I think like it works so well. Gangbusters in twenty. I think the device of having the characters at the end explain what happens in the rest of their lives yep. is one of the most weirdly kills emotional me. things. It kills me. 
Um, yeah. And I also think, like, good timing, but, like, to make a movie that's just a bunch of people trying to argue over, like, uh, what function does man have in current society yeah. at a point where, spoiler, we kind of outlived our purpose. Well, and the part Men where she's like, have a reason to exist anymore. And when Annette Bening is talking about like they don't know that Reagan's coming, and yeah. I'm like, oh my god! Like, and I know that like too many things now when I go see a movie remind me of our current situation. I think David, I may have mentioned to you after I got out of Split, I was just like, oh, the part where like the few uh, good personalities are like, or no, the many decent personalities sure. are like these three don't speak for us. This minority malevolent right. population doesn't speak. For us, right. I was like, "Shit!" Now I got to think of current events and well, split of all things. That's a split. weird factor. Split, split, breakable. That's a weird <laughs> factor to this year. Unsplitable. <laughs> when I was looking at um, my my top films for for the year, I yeah. was like, "Wow, it's a weirdly political year." Like all my picks are like political, and I realized, like, no, it's not. It's just that this yeah, year you're everything. seeing it. In someone, these movies. as someone remarked on this about the Super Bowl, where it's like, "Oh yeah, now an ad that's just like America's a nice place is yeah. suddenly like a wildly yeah. political yeah. state." Yeah, controversial. <laughs> well, it's like that's what ads, especially like you know these big Super Bowl sort of like right. I'd like to teach the world to sing right. like yeah. Super Bowl ads. What's well, yeah. also just like empathy has become a partisan issue. Yeah. <laughs> All right, wait, what's your winner? We have to move on. My winner for best original screenplay is 20th Century Women. It's 20th Century. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. best and adapted screenplay. 20th uh, Century Women. My winner is Marinade for Tony Erdman. I gotta see Tony. Tony Erdman. Erdman. He cupped his yes. hands around his mouth. Um, Great movie. Best adapted Beautifully screenplay. Movie. Yes. My nominees are Arrival. Written by Eric he- Heiserer. Yep. Heiserer. Heiserer. I interviewed him. He was very nice. nice. Uh, the Handmaiden. Written by Park Chan Wook and Chung Seo Kyung. I don't know how you say that guy's right. name. I'm sorry. Moonlight. By, by Barry, Barry Jenkins, Jenkins. And sort of by Terrell Alvin McGraney. Yes. Kind of, sort of. Based Story on by. his play. Uh, Silence. Uh, written by Scorsese and Cox, I, I believe, believe Jay Scorsese. Cox. Yes. Yeah, I think you're right. And <laughs> my oh gosh, real griff pick in the, the real category. real griff pick. It's not going to anger you guys. You guys are just going to laugh. Uh-huh. Okay? <clears throat> the Little Prince. Wow. Ew, I hated that movie. Oh, I love it. I think it's lovely. <laughs> I think it's lovely. Ugh. I think it's lovely and a very clever adaptation of very difficult material to I never read that book and I was never all that familiar. What, what? do they do to a- adapt it? Uh it's like essentially the film functions as a story within a story. Right. Yeah. Where it's a girl living next door to the elderly version of the pilot from the book. Okay. Who recounts it to her. And the entirety of The Little Prince is contained within the body of the film as stop motion segments of the story. Gotcha. And then the last third of the film, which I will not ruin for people, and which is the part that most people either fall in love with the movie or become violently enraged Mm -hmm. at the movie, Uh uh, kind of meshes the two together in a way that I thought was very inspired. From the director of the first Kung Fu Panda, I believe. Yes, Mark Osborne. Um, Okay, uh, what are your nominees? Uh, For adapted screenplay, I have Arrival. Uh, yep. Certain Women by Kelly Reichardt. Yep. Hunt for the Wilder People by Taika Waititi. Oh, I did not know that was adapted, actually. Yeah, I was kind of sort of surprised at that myself. Love and Friendship by Whit Stillman, uh-huh. adapted from the, is it Unfinished? Jane no, no, Wilson? it's finished. It was just published after her death, Lady okay. Susan. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and Moonlight by Barry Jenkins. Yeah, mine a, a mishmash of year two. Arrival, Moonlight, uh, which is my winner, Handmaiden, Certain Women, Love the and Friendship. Prince. Yeah. <laughs> that, one, uh, that one didn't sneak in there. <laughs> All right, uh, what else do we want to do? Do some other odds and ends here before we get to best picture. Original score? Oh, I have some original scores. I oh, mean, this is a good year for do? original scores. No, no, no. I was just saying, I mean, this, there are a lot of big ones. I'd say Jackie. Yep. I'd say 20th Century Women. 
Good score. I would say Arrival. Moonlight. Yep. I would say Moonlight. Yep. And I'm trying to think of what I love the Hell or High Water score. Great Nick, score. Good score. Nick 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 I love the Midnight Special score, David Wingo. It's my favorite thing about that movie. Yep. I love the Kubo and the Two Strings score. That would be my fifth. Yeah. My nominees are Nicholas Bertel for Moonlight, Justin Hurwitz for La La Land, Johan Johansson for Arrival, Mika Levy for Jackie, the obvious winner, and (laughs) Cho Young-wook for The Handmaiden, baby. That's got a fucking great score. I got to check out that score. I've seen that movie, but the, the score didn't. Check it out. The score Stupid. also has several uh, isolated vocal tracks of them making out for reasons that I couldn't really figure out. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, it's like suddenly like track four, and you're like, "What is this?" And you're, like, "Oh right, it's the one where they're just just going like." It's I like feel like bizarre. This was a year for like b- sort of breakthrough composers, like mm. like Roger Neal for Twentieth uh, Century Women and Nicholas Bertel for Moonlight are like s- nod phenomenal. Let's all uh, imitate the uh, opening of Mika Levy's score for Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> no one else. <laughs> All right. Uh, what else you got, Griffey? What do you want to do? Uh, can I do a little best song category? Best song. This I, is the first time I've had an actual yeah, lineup I for think best they, song in forever. I think they whiffed really hard on best they song. They did. This year. Yeah. They <laughs> fucked up on best song. I'm dying to hear what your six are. Okay. I'm guessing that can't six? stop. <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm I, five. I have I have six. Oh, okay. I couldn't yeah. I have a, I have a, a six. That's that's really yeah. close there. Here's what my five would be for best song. Ahem. No Dames from Great one. Song. That was a Hail great Caesar. Song. Yep. I've been talking up all year. Yep. Shiny from Moana. Oh. Not honestly, don't My get the song. don't get the excitement for that song. Love I think song. How Far I'll Go is so good. I, I think, think they picked too. the right one. I definitely yep. think they picked the right one. And I like the uh, you know the We Know the Way. We Know the Way yeah, as well. I, I think, think that's, that's great. Yeah. I, I know, and Consider the Coconut, which is not the name of the song, but that's how I prefer it. <laughs> consider the Coconut. I should just say that all the time. Moana. Uh, Riddle of the Model from Sing Street. Oh. All the Sing Street songs all are All the great. Sing Street songs I are think great. that's the best one. That's Rabbit my like third favorite, It's obviously very yeah. fun. Yeah. Rabbit Like You Stole It is stole my it, number one for me, and Brown Shoes is my second one. Uh, not a movie I liked, uh, weirdly. Uh, I was it. weirdly tepid on it, like but uh, it. Uh, the songs are great. Uh, Mona Lisa from Popstar. Oh. That's your favorite from That's Popstar. My, you're doing we've, a lot of like songs from movies that I picked, but like not the same song. We've argued about this on, all year. Yes, that Mona, Mona Lisa is hysterically funny. Yeah, it is such a good song. It's the funniest one. It's so funny. They should have included the full performance. I was just. It's something. What does he call like, or, like a baked potato face? Or I can't remember what is. All right, no, it looks like a, a garbage pail <laughs> kid. Is well, my that one's great? Yeah. Here, I'm gonna find it. There's something about potato. I just yeah. like Mona Lisa, the original basic bitch. <laughs> the original basic bitch is yeah. amazing. Yeah. Uh, it's a great song. And my fifth nominee would be him. <laughs> Who? Anger, bow tie, straighten. Oh, God. Rules don't apply from. Oh, Griffin. Rules don't apply. <laughs> oh, no. Still haven't seen it. I really need to. I do really, and we saw this movie together, but like, I really, <laughs> I really respect how much you stick up for this movie. You could land a helicopter on that big potato forehead. <laughs> and also, but I also love this. Da Vinci must have sucked an art historian's dick to get this girl who looked like uncooked, uncooked bread at the top of the all time famous painting. <laughs> It's a great song. With <laughs> it's not the case in France where the ladies, ladies, naked ladies dance and they look like Dennis France. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, so that's my winner for best. See, song. now my list of songs seems very pedestrian because oh, go you've for got it, like the more cool selections of stuff. I think for... I'm so humble is hysterical though, and I also I think, think so it's like really a yeah. really good song. So I'm too. so humble is my is one of mine uh, from Popstar. I think it's so good. Someone in the crowd is my La La Land, which is sort of my like Griffin Love version of picking a song from La La Land, sure. and that like it's the third or fourth you one. Grifted down. on that one. Yeah. I did. Mm-hmm. How far mm-hmm. I'll go, Moana. Mm-hmm. I really think is a fantastic song. Mm-hmm. I love it. Uh, I said I'm so humble. Drive it like you stole it from Sing Street. Mm-hmm. Uh, montage from Swiss Army Man, which I think is such a. It's more. It's almost on the border of like being more score than song. But yeah. I think the little part where counts. they kick into singing. Oh, it definitely counts. Yeah. But like, um, <laughs> shut the fuck hey, up. Listen, hey, hey, listen. Hey, hey, I got this. Yeah. It's I'm fine. nominating that uh, the making out track on. <laughs> <laughs> and then I squeezed in six because fuck it. Uh, try everything by Shakira and Zootopia. Oh, I like that. It's so fun. That song is really good. I love that song. <laughs> I honestly sorry. do. I will listen to that thing maybe once every three or four days. I went to a Zootopia me. screening. It was like 11 in the morning. It was raining. And I was kind of like vaguely excited for Zootopia. And that scene where it was like I was moving to college or leaving. You know, uh-huh. and, like, and she's on the ba, train. Ba, 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 ba. Try everything. Yeah. But I will stay through the end credits of that movie to watch yeah. that. Her and yeah. those two gay tigers oh, like dancing around. Tigers. It's great. I have watched that movie up to the try anything point and then turned it off like a few times now on, that's Netflix. on Netflix. Yeah. Um, also, uh, love Jesus Christ. It's escaped my brain. I can't remember. Uh, my number six would I love be all... uh, Abel from uh, Hit Pictures. That's my favorite Hit Pictures song. I oh, you know, I really, I really love that terrible Sia song in Lion. It's so bad. I do too, actually. She's <laughs> it's so okay, bad. I went through the the big like hundred song best eligible sure, whatever. Sure. She's got that. She had that song on the long list, and then she had this song from the Eagle Huntress. Oh, that was, sure. And both of those songs are I'm essentially these really like. Uh, ham-fistedly worded inspirational choruses were mm-hmm. like, uh, what's the chorus in, in the Lion Song? It's like, um, oh, it's... Never give up now, never give, never give up And the now, other one... Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty boring. And and Eagle Huntress has a very similar kind of like, like you can do this kind mm-hmm. of a chorus. It's very funny. I and forgot, I, I want to say, before I forget, I mm-hmm. forgot to shout out Cliff Martinez's score for the Neon Demon, which oh, sounds okay. like the Vanilla Dome world in Super Mario World. <laughs> it's great. Uh, I also love, my favorite La La Land song is definitely Someone in the Crowd. I think Another yeah. Day of Sun's really good. I think Start of Fire is really good. I like the La La Land music. Yeah. I think not nominating her, which is almost rude. Like, that's why yes. the movie works to me more than anything else. Yeah, I get you. I get you. Uh, jazzy. Jazzy. Very jazzy. Jazz. I also, so I stole this from Jazz. Uh, Jazz. my friend Nathaniel Rogers, who runs the film experience. Sure. He would, for his awards, he would always do best cameo or limited role, which... Mm-hmm. This is where my only place that Nocturnal Animals shows up because I honestly think the Laura Linney scene in oh, Nocturnal Animals. The rules. I know, I know. So whatever, we don't have to talk about her. Um, the Frances McDormand scene in Hell Caesar, I think, is really, funny. really funny. I think so she's funny. so funny in that. Yeah. There are two and Hell you know, or Ethan High Water. Cohen is married to an editor, and I just feel like there's a lot of love in that scene. Yes, like I, I think it's that's such totally a great scene. true. It's two He's brothers. got his that's brother's wife yeah. playing yeah. the editor, but nonetheless, it's yeah. two brothers harmonizing, going, "We love all wives." <laughs> Um, I have we two from Hell or High Water in this. The one is Katie Mixon as the waitress so who, uh, yeah. who uh, interacts with Chris Pine, which oh, is man. such a great scene. And then Jeff Bridges is awesome, where he's like, I need the money back. And she's yes. like, no. Oh, <laughs> like, so good. All the ones he performs is Hell or High Water, fantastic. Well, the other waitress is my other nominee. The, other the one who's just great. like, uh, 
so you either don't want you either don't want the corn on the cob or you She's don't want the, the green beans. The, the T bone steak lady. Yeah. But yeah. also I love the where it's they like, Do you have a gun no and the guy's like bath. Yeah, I have a gun. Yeah. That, that opening <laughs> bank robber scene. Yeah. Oh, that's what Dale Dickey, right? Well no, Dale Dickey's great too. But yeah. no, the the guy. Oh, the guy. The guy yes, who's yes, like yes. So I do have a gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my fifth was Michael Shannon in Loving, which is such a good such a really good one performance in that scene. Yes. Uh, can I give out my? Uh, there's a special award this year. Uh-huh. Uh huh. You know, in the past, I've done the putters. And yeah. Murmurs who does award. anyone win the putters and murmurs? No real putters and murmurs. Uh, Wait a second. Yeah. There's uh, now. Now I'm I gonna look. I feel like Joel Edgerton almost counts for putters that and is, murmurs. Oh, that is arguably mm, true. You know. Mm, I feel like that's a classic. That's a classic. Putters and murmurs. You know, Joel Edgerton gets the the 2017 I'm putters sorry, and murmurs. You know award. who else does a great putters and murmurs job? Young yeah. Wen in Rogue One. That is a oh. quiet putters and murmurs performance. We've got a competition. He putters, for putters and, murmurs and murmurs a lot. Yeah, don't just don't sleep on him. Yeah, Chris Hatcherson. I know. Uh, Honestly, here's a... weirdly, Chris Pine is almost a putters. <laughs> yeah. uh, here's here's an award uh, for 2016: the best uh, performance by Vin Diesel in a 4K 120 frames per second 3D movie goes to. Oh, this is weird. Vin Diesel in Billy Lynn's Long Halftime Walk. <laughs> yeah, wow. He yeah, really weird that didn't show up. That movie didn't show up on any of our lists, you guys. I want that movie to be a masterpiece. I want yeah, it to be so not. much better than uh, it is. Best performance by a supporting Godzilla goes to Shin Godzilla. Give that movie to Friday Night Lights, guys. And I don't know who they are anymore because obviously Peter oh, Berg does his own thing now. No, I just mean like give Billy Lynn's Halftime Walk to... Peter oh. Berg circa 2003 oh. or like Jason Kadams or whatever. Yeah. Like, that's what that movie should be. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, carry on. Uh, yeah, Bristol yeah. and Godzilla is Shin Godzilla Godzilla. <laughs> Wait, are we doing voice performances? Because I've got a couple. Uh, yeah, I mean, Jermaine Clement in, uh, yeah, in Moana one is my mine. favorite. Shrug. My favorite. Well, first of all, runner-up and David, I might need you to look this up for me, is whoever voices Black Phillip at the end of The Witch. <laughs> I don't know who that is, but it is great. It's, I mean, if you told me it was the director, I would probably believe you. I mean, like, it's so good. Um... The, Would you like to listen? Similarly, uh, the voice of Jesus in Silence. You know who it was? Well, I Hob heard Chowdhury. Is so it's voice. not Liam. Is of, oh, is, is of, the witch? Of the witch. Yes. I heard I heard somebody say it might be Neeson, and it sounded like Neeson to me. I heard it was Karen Hines. Oh. Wait, of, wait, what are you guys talking about? The voice of Jesus in Silence. In silence was oh. Karen Hines, which makes a lot of sense and, and actually deepens yes. my read of the film. Love um, that. Movie. My number one voice performance, though, I think it's actually phenomenally good, is Idris Elba in The Jungle Book. He also is on my list. He's excellent. He's, He's also super very scary. He is scary. And yeah. he's also very good in Zootopia. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. My, my, I hear my it's voice performances. Buffalo, right? Can I say some? Please. Do it. Jason Bateman and Jennifer Goodwin in Zootopia. Yep. I swear to God. Yep. Those are performances They're right both. there. Yep. Charming. Yes, they are. Yep. Uh, I think. Ali Carvalho or whatever name is great lovely. in Moana. I think that's a lovely singing yeah. and you know talking performance. Mm -hmm. yeah. I think Alan Tudyk is great in Rogue One. Oh uh -huh. yeah, Alan Tudyk is no joke. Yep, yep. he's great as that's, the chicken that's in a Moana. Great, that's yep. a great point. Yeah, best chicken. Yeah. Uh, does Mark Rylance in the BFG count? Because that's a hell of a performance. I mean, it you know, is. motion capture is tough, like yeah. with, the, with the vocal performance. Yeah, and the fact that it's his own face doesn't make it but, feel like a vocal. But uh, you know what? Let me shout him out, though, right? Because like really Jesus, good. he's great in the BFG. As much as that movie was kind of yeah. left me nonplus. Yeah. yeah. Well, we haven't recorded it yet, but we will be talking about BFG extensively tomorrow. Yes, we will. Which you will have already heard at this point. Yes. Um, <clears throat> should we do? Should we do best picture? Are there any other? No, they won't have already heard it. This is going to come out. Gonna oh, post right. till fucking yeah. May. You're right. You're right. What the fuck am I talking about? I don't know. Then here's what if this came out in June? What if this podcast yeah, no. was I'm just like. Delay it. losing <laughs> my mind. 
let's do best picture. All right, let's do it. Okay, ready? Yes. You don't want to do cinematography? Do you want to? Oh, do what, cinema- what are your cinematographers? I, I want to do cinematography. I want to. I want to. What's your cinematography? Uh, let me actually see. I have no, uh, my cinematography nominees are Handmaiden, Jackie, Moonlight, Silence, American Honey. Yeah, I mean, I feel like my cinematography is mostly like my top five movies. Usually like, for me, right, it's right. it's the movies I like the most I like are movies. definitely up yeah. there. Yeah, me too. I feel all like right. my uh, my my. Should we do outlier... a top ten? Yes, I think we do. A yeah, top. Let's do it. Okay, so let's all. Last year we like, ping pong between ourselves. It doesn't make any goddamn sense. It's I li- no, I listened back to it too. It's it's a jumble because <laughs> we're all just kind of real like, jumble. Phoenix, yeah, Phoenix, yeah, Rocky, yeah. And whatever, right. Creed. It's weird. Weird that three of us picked Rocky last year. Yeah. Okay. So you're just going to read your top 10, Griff? Yeah, but my letterbox is still loading, so can one of you guys go first? Should I go bottom to top or top to bottom? Bottom to top, top. baby. Number 10, The Handmaiden by Park Mm Chan-wook. Number 9, Tony Urban by Marinade. Number 8, Mountains Made Apart. Gia, Gia Junke. Every time you say Mountains Made Apart, I like Fucking sigh and like movie. melt into my chair a little bit. What a great, first of all, beginning and ending. Oh, yeah. Like, go west. What a great bookend. I wrote a whole article about it. I know. Uh, it was one of my favorite articles you wrote this year. Thanks. Uh, number seven, The Lobster, Yorgos, Yorgos Lanthimos. Mm-hmm. Number six, Camera Person, Kirsten Johnson. Camera Person. We haven't talked about that. What a great, great movie. movie. Obviously, I it doesn't, was really, doesn't count in your performance categories or right. anything. I was that. really skeptical of the premise of that movie as that started. Yeah, and me I was too, like, a little bit. over yeah. movie, and it True. really did. I mean, really the did. boxing scene well the yeah. fucking baby well the baby oh, i mean so but but for some reason where when the boxer yeah. when you think he's gonna do one thing and he does another thing yeah right you guys know what i'm talking about yeah hey if you're listening and you don't go watch camera go person. watch camera go person. watch it's it great. Uh, it's a great documentary uh number five uh silence by martin scorsese Scorsese. Mm-hmm. number four arrival by danny villeneuve nice. danny villeneuve uh number three patterson by jim jarmusch number two moonlight barry jenkins number one american honey i love Andrea that that's your number Arnold. one movie i feel like too many people sort of like poo-pooed that movie and talked about the best. that movie in ways that i didn't quite understand nothing wrong about that movie it's so great correct um do you want to go griff do you want me to go uh go ahead joe go ahead why don't yeah go, you, sh- you should be the you should be the grandpa oh uh, my number 10 is Jackie by Pablo Lorraine. My number nine is The Invitation by Karen Kusama. Mm-hmm. My number eight is Silence by Martin Scorksey. Mm-hmm. My number seven is Hail Cesar by the Coen mm. Brothers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Number 12, by the way, right outside. Number six is Manchester by the Sea, Ken uh, Lonergan. Yes, number yes. five is Little Men by Ira Sachs. And then this top four is honestly bulletproof. Uh, Moonlight by Barry Jenkins. Three is 20th Century Women by Mike Mills. Two is American Honey by Amer- uh, Andrew Arnold. And number one is Arrival. Wow. Arrival. Arrival. Second I saw that movie in Toronto, I was like, I also, did I ever tell you guys the story about how I told Amy Adams on the plane where I'd back from Toronto that Arrival I've was my favorite story. movie of the festival? Yes. I also told her that she should see Cats while she was in New York. It was a great moment in time. if she did. I hope she did. Amy, if you did, tweet at Joe Reed. Yes, with hashtag, true. I saw cats. Hashtag, Havarti cheese. Yeah. <laughs> hashtag, Borsan. <laughs> yeah, Borsan. Let's settle on Borsan. Okay, my top 10 of 2016 is him. Number 10, Knight of Cups. Wow, it's already Which beginning. Which for a while was your number one. It was. Yeah, for like good a year. good chunk. It was a good, yeah, good, 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 good back half of the year. I'd say it was my number one until... Oh, no, one, one film dethroned it, and it was number two for a while. We'll get to Nine of Cups is great, and I need to watch it again. Nine of Cups, number 10, it has begun. The cupping. Number nine, <laughs> Silence. Silencio. Number eight, Camera Person. Nice. Number seven, Arrival. Mm. Number six, Manchester, By the Sea. What? By the Sea? By the Sea. Number five, The Handmaiden. 
Number four, Jack Hay. Number three, Wiener. Wiener's so good. Ooh, we haven't talked about that either. So yeah. Good. So crazy that it didn't get an Oscar nomination. It is crazy. I legit think it's just because they were mad at Anthony Weiner. They left off the election. They left Agreed. off some yes. really good documentaries. They did, and that not that they left. didn't nominate great documentaries. Agreed. It was a Agreed. good year. Good year. Yep. Uh, but Weiner's incredible. It's a film of our times. I haven't dared watch it. It's fantastic. Again, since everything went down in November, I, I am not it in it. Too angry now. But I am in scenes that are in it. Sure. I'm in the room. Right. And you showed your that Weiner. Um, I bet I did. In the bigger splash. My number two film of the year is 20th Century Women. Sure. My number one film of the year is Moonlight. I haven't heard of that one. So by my count, wait, was Jackie on your list? No. Was 20th Century Century Women on your list? No. No. They're both up there. So the only three movies that were on all of our lists were Silence, Uh Arrival, Uh and Moonlight. Uh Interesting. That's pretty good. Yeah. It's a pretty good consensus top three. Yeah. uh, You didn't have, no, you had Camera Person. I did? Yes. I didn't have have any. And you had The Handmaiden, actually. So we had, we shared five of ten, Griffin. Yeah. Guys. Uh, Sully, of bad? course, is my number 11. Two friends. Sully's up there for me. Uh, the Witch is up there for me. I think that's a great movie. The Fitz is up there for me. Yeah. Hail Caesar, Everybody Wants Some. Jackie, Green Room, Nice Guys. These are great movies, baby. Yeah, my, ne- my next really, like, really five, great year. 20th. Uh, uh, Sully, Lobster, Hunt for the Wilder People, Queen of Cotway. Allied. L. Kubo and the Two Strings, Certain Women. Yeah. Hail Caesar. Those are, those are sort of my next. Kubo was up there for me. Camera Person was my 12. Certain Women was my 13. Like, it's, this is a really great year. Guys, we had a good time. We had a real good time. You guys, I love that you guys oh, had me so back fun. for this. So nerdy. It's so much fun. It's very, it's exactly my kind of nerdy. Uh, can I do, <sighs> can I do a quick little stump here? No, just, I mean, we've got time to just sort of freestyle at this point, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. I want to say this. Uh, I feel like there's this sort of dumb cultural meme going around that, like, Moonlight is a tough watch. Have you seen this? People make jokes about like, no. oh, moonlight. Uh, I just, I don't know if I'm ready, if I'm in the moon yet. Like the moon yet, the mood yet. I feel like that's very telling more of the person than of. The I think so movie. too, and I feel like I've heard people talk about knowing they should see Moonlight, but not seeing it yet, as if it were Manchester by the Sea. Well, and also I Manchester wanna, by the Sea is also not. I'm what actually going to pose a counter to this. Moonlight's a tough watch. You think so? Yeah. Okay. I, I I think the moonlight's great, and I think it ends on a very hopeful note. Yes. But uh, you know. It's especially. I don't, I don't think know. I, I would call it a punishing it. movie, though. Yeah, see, I don't think it's no, a tough no, watch. no, 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 no. Yeah. Punishing to me is different. It is yes. a very emotionally. It's a very emotional, sure. demanding movie. Sure. And sometimes people in the middle. don't sure. want to see yeah. emotion. Yes, that is true. Yes, that the is middle is really true. tough, and I know some people who work with children who found the middle very tough. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Also, uh, the Patricia Heaton show, The Middle, is really tough. Really God, that's that. No, that's a show that is a grueling watch, yeah. and it wants right. to be. Yeah, that's that's yeah. that is that's a show that's pulling like pulling hostile. no punches. But Moonlight is not, even if it's a tough watch, is not a punishing film in the way that say a Silence is. Uh, Silence exactly. is a punishing movie. Yes. Silence. Yes. That's a movie when someone says to me like, "I just like I'd rather see X this week." I'm like, "I get it. I yes. get it." Yeah. Moonlight. I agree with you. Like, go see it. Like, go come on, it. you know. Go fucking see but it. I think. You know, look, people are seeing Moonlight. It's one of the great yeah. stories of the year. Yeah. People yeah. are seeing Moonlight. Well, Moonlight's playing in, Actually, like, God knows where right now. One of the now. Great, great big stories of the year is just how many indie movies did surprisingly well box office. Yeah. Like Manchester, Love and Friendship, uh, The Lobster. Mm-hmm. Like, great, true. great, true. great stories. Yeah. Very happy that Lobster got and, that. And uh, La La Land's yeah. crazy successful. I mean, I know, yeah. like, uh, fucking Lionsgate's right on that, that edge. Yeah. No, but well, La so good. I was surprised yeah. when I looked back because I wrote a little bit last week about how when James Cameron said that thing about, you know, the Oscars don't nominate movies that people want to see and that people pay money to see, which is one of my least favorite. Like, Agreed. Arguments. But 
I didn't realize when I was looking up info for that, Whiplash only made fourteen million dollars. Yeah, yeah, Whiplash was sort of a, a minor hit. And so, like, best. and so, La La Land is like such a great case for, and I mean, like, it's like whatever. Damien Chazelle doesn't need you know societal sure. right. you know boost or anything like that. But good for the Oscars for you know giving a director like that a boost and that good. he could make this movie that now tons of people are seeing and sure. seemingly enjoying. Yeah, it's an unqualified blockbuster. Yeah, it's true. It is true. Yeah, I mean, silence being a flop actually is one of the weird. It is. I mean, it's not weird, but it's yeah. one of the one of the things that's more like how these things often go. Yes. Uh, silence and yet, did not break it, out. Wasn't nominated for Miss Picture. No, and also was a major studio release, and yeah. Paramount yeah. seemingly yeah. did not know what to do about Silence. Yeah. Everything about Silence was weird in yeah. terms of its release, its response. Well, the all of weird it. thing is, like, I saw it. Wasn't allowed to talk about it for two weeks, you know, because yeah. like, Paramount had like a really strict embargo, which was strange because I really liked it. Yes. And it was Oscar season. Yes. So would, you might yes. want buzz to be built. I don't. There's been such a weird thing because uh, 20th Century Women wasn't the same thing, but it opened so late. Yep. Too late to do much of yeah, anything. They fucked that Real mistake. At some point. Well, this, A24, this, I think, you know, they had a lot of movies and like, well, yeah. And, and, and a limited budget to do with. Yeah. I think yeah. A24 ended up with the problem, the quote unquote problem of too many great movies. Embarrassing of riches. Yeah. yeah. Um, but maybe at some point we need to recognize that like they've voting for all these things keeps moving earlier and earlier and earlier. Like it's true, it's not viable to open your movie after Christmas and expect it. To it's get tough. Bored. It's tough to no, do. that. I mean, look, and the only way it works is if you're fucking like hidden figures, and the second the movie comes out, it's a big hit, and everyone rushes to see it in the right. last week of the year. Well, and also they had been whipping up the right. the publicity campaign for that movie for months, for months. Yeah. They, but, yes. since 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 legitimately. That trailer premiered on during the Olympics. But the, but the big thing is that you can't release a film in December and have it percolate. Like it has to be right. something that's going to hit the ground running, right. Right. do well. Everyone's going to see it. It's a crowd pleaser. Right. Like you can't release something that's challenging or something that's kind of a low key charmer. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, 20th Century Women, my number two film of the year, is a big film in my mind, but is a modest film in yeah. terms yeah. of it's just a couple characters. Yeah. It's really about conversations. Yeah. It's about sort of. Yeah, and it doesn't have things. some big thing. It's happen. not a, you don't, and you don't feel you also don't feel like oh I gotta see this thing in theaters like if right. I'm a, like if I'm not me you know what right. I mean like I certainly do but God do I love that I'm movie. weird yes me too yeah <sighs> that movie also hits like really close to home for me in a lot of ways yeah best yeah you're you could have played that fucking part ten years ago. I <laughs> Um, I'll say, like, that movie, like, forces me to rewrite the Griffin Newman biopic a little bit. The punchline in that movie where she goes, what were you in a fight about? And he goes, the twirl stimulation. Yeah. And then the look on her face. Yeah. Where she's just, like, she's so, like, at a loss as to how to respond. There are so many moments in that movie. Well, that's, and that scene where, yeah. that, where he's like, I just want to satisfy, like, a woman. Yeah. yeah. She's like, I'm kid, sure you will. I'm sure you will. <laughs> the way she says kid in that yeah. movie is, is great. There she are keeps, so many yeah. moments in that movie where that yeah. kid says something stupid and I want to punch him because I said the exact thing <laughs> verbatim. It's uh, like, oh, fuck you, me. He's good, though. Like he's I like good. that kid. I'm excited to see what he does. Best visual effects of the year, Doctor Strange. Don't at me. Agreed. Okay, Don't at me. Well, I think, I think the Jungle Book's going to win because the Jungle Book is kind of most yeah. visual effects or whatever. Like The Jungle Book is certainly an impressive mounting I sure. saw Doctor but Strange. Doctor Strange had kind of visual effects where you're like, I've never seen this before. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I saw Doctor Strange the day after the election. Um, I w- thought I was going to be able to escape into a Marvel movie, as I always have been, like my tried and true. I love those movies. I was so exhausted mentally and physically. <laughs> I, I was just like, it. I couldn't. I I was my probably my least favorite Marvel movie of the of the. I liked it. I really Whatever like Doctor the faces. Uh, I might I like go watch it again. My favorite effects on a budget was Arrival. 
that gets the sort of ex machina nod Fan, of like fantastic, you know, not effect. a blockbuster yes. scale movie, but really well executed and designed. Design the dot the, the design of that is phenomenal. Yes. Right. Well, yeah, it's really the thing. Good. It's like you don't see any seam yeah. like remotely with Arrival. Yeah. Um, but very well integrated. Great costumes and production design and makeup on that handmaiden. I was gonna say gorgeous I mean, movie. Handmaiden oh. gets every below the line. Here's one. What was the best in theater experience watching a movie you had this year? Hmm. Because mine, I, rem- I I thought of that because I mentioned seeing Doctor Strange the day after the election. Yeah. The night before the election, I saw a uh, all media and also like invited people, whatever screening of Almost Christmas. It was right. You've talked to me so about this. goddamn fun, and it was. And then literally haven't thought about it since because it was like in a different universe that that happened back sure. when we were all capable of joy. Um, I I saw um, Moonlight. On the the day after the election, I'd seen it uh-huh. once before already yeah. and was really blown away by it. And yeah. that is like what I think of as sort of the most um, uh, overwhelming experience I had watching a movie this year. Yeah. I saw Moonlight like at a fucking like three o'clock yeah. Lincoln Center with yeah. my friend Orlando. Shout out to Orlando, and was blown away by the movie. And then the the Wednesday after election night, yeah, when uh, woke up in this horrifying uh, yeah. terrible wasteland, uh-huh. um, and w- felt like a zombie all day. I went to see Moonlight because I felt I had to sit in a room full of strangers yeah. and experience empathy. Yeah. Sure. Like to Good see call. other strangers reacting to something like That's that. That's a smart, smart And uh, yeah, that that was probably my favorite movie going experience of the year. It was like, you know, a 60% full house at like an eight o'clock on a Wednesday night. Yeah. But there was something a little profound of all of us sitting there and like this movie that is about uh, loneliness yeah. and isolation and someone struggling to fit in. Seeing a bunch of people all in unison. All right, Jesus. Put <laughs> your violin away. Fuck it up. I saw Hell or High Water at the Nighthawk, and I had the best oh, goddamn cheese plate in my I life. That's I saw that movie, uh-huh. too. Yeah. <laughs> I just was like, I got to catch this one. It was yeah. one of, yeah, got a cheese plate. There's no doubt that the cheese plate had an extra half star to my, my like, opinion of Hell or High Water. Hashtag cheese plate. What a great cheese plate. I went back. I actually shouldn't tell that. I should not even tell that story on Mike. I'll tell it off Mike. Okay. Um, Man. I've heard this story. Too hot for the blankies. Don't you think it's too hot for the blankies? I don't think so. All right, fine. I saw The Birth of a Nation at the Nighthawk. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, just cause like I hadn't caught it and uh, right. I don't know if you know about this, but the buzz on that one really died down after a while. Yeah. And so I go to catch it. I didn't see, I wasn't a Sunday so I didn't see it. Um, I'm not enjoying it. I get a cheese plate again because I was like, loved that cheese plate last time. Captain cheese plate over cheese here. Cheese plate arrives and I'm like, what the fuck is the matter with me getting a cheese plate right now? <laughs> watching the birth of a nation. <laughs> God, I felt like a, I am an so no, So no I'm like bunches asshole. of grapes either that oh, you could also have? Just... There's some apples. Man. Some jam. It's good cheese plate. Uh, I really enjoyed my viewing of Popstar, which I saw sure. with like an amped audience that was laughing oh, I, a lot. That would have been I fun. really enjoyed my viewing of Hidden Figures, which I saw with like literally a packed audience of middle-aged ladies who went like, oh, that's nice at every like fucking thing that ever that happened. That was my audience for Almost Christmas, except it was just like <laughs> raucous laughter at everything Monique said. It was the best. It was the goddamn best. I miss Monique. More I, Monique. She's See Almost Christmas just for her. It's worth it. Hashtag I, Momo. I really enjoyed going money. to see Live by Night at the Union Square Regal with one other homeless guy in the audience. <laughs> <laughs> Great time we both had. Uh, I just, I'm sorry. I remember my number one favorite movie going experience of the year. It was watching Ben watch Rogue One. Oh, yeah. that was actually great. That and you were next amazing. to him. I was, I was like a couple seats away, so right. I didn't quite get the full like fifth fist pumping experience. I'm on the record as liking. How, I was gonna say, how many times have you now seen Rogue One? Have you? 
Griffin. Gotta see it again. Rogue you should one. see it. You gotta knock out that second viewing. <laughs> that second viewing. Oh my god. Rogue One is funny though. Thank you. Yeah. I gotta right. see Rogue twice. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed watching Ben more than I enjoyed watching the movie. But I'm the, excited but to hear your reevaluation of that. I'll reevaluate. Yeah, check it out. It's yeah. a good movie. Yeah. Um, it, it really does work better the second time. I I'm, think. I'm well, it's just a lot of stuff to see. That's a lot is of there to see. right now? I, I'm saying it had. There has the big been. release this week was Rings. I know. Oof! Did anybody see Rings? Rings got a zero on Rotten Tomatoes, Good. which is hard. That is that, that is not just easy. that trailer looked insultingly. <laughs> the terrible. trailer actually was insulting because they were like Rings guys, and we're like, uh, eh, we need more. And they're like, the ring tapes on a plane, and we're like, okay. Uh, and she's like, she's barfing up hair, and we're like, wait, we don't. <laughs> excuse me. That title doesn't work either because like Alien Dollar Sign S. Like the whole point is like, oh, before there was just one. What if there were many? Right. And this, it's the promise is like. What they copied the tape? They made right. a couple more tapes. It's going viral. Yeah, what's the part? The part in the trailer where she starts picking at the like thread in her face the same same way as the first one. I'm like, I swear to God, we've done that. We've seen insulted. it. It's available. I also say the movie with the most viral moments, and I was talking about this yeah. on Twitter today, is the comedian, the Taylor Hackford Robert uh, movie. Well, the, the, I can't imagine the key arc of it is that there are three different clips of his that go viral, and yeah. it's like Edie Falco's his agent. She calls oh. him, and she's like, it's going. Viral, three million hits and counting, and it's like it's the the best like misinterpretation of what that means ever. You're not gonna see the movie, right, Joe? No. Okay. Can you can you spoiler confirm or deny something for me? Yeah. Is it true that Cloris Leachman dies of yes. laughter in the movie? No! Oh my god. Yes. So like one of his comeback moments is like he gets to do a roast <laughs> oh, of an, no. an actress who we're told has won three Oscars and six Emmys. Cloris Leachman plays an actor. Who the fuck wins three Oscars and six Emmys? I Alan mean, Ackerman. Cloris Leachman is only like two Oscars away from that. But yeah. Fair enough. You. Good yeah. point, actually. But still, those two Oscars are going to be it's tough for her to yeah, pick yeah. up. They're big ones. Yeah. And he likes, you know, gets up there and he's like, ah, you sure sucked a lot of dicks. <laughs> you know, he's like doing a lot of like, ah, you old broad. Like, you know, remember yeah. back in the day. And she's like, ha, good times. Ugh, oh, my. <laughs> you know what else he does? Knocks up Leslie Mann oh, after Jesus a one night stand. And then you... All right, so the movie's so bad, and I'm watching it, and I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? Har- Harvey Keitel plays a mobster. Are you sure you don't want to save Patty this for Lupone. the Taylor Hackford series? I swear to God. Patty Lupone plays- is, Potter uh, Hackcast. Plays Danny Dolores DeVito's Potmore. wife. And, and then at the end of the movie, like he's knocked up Leslie Mann. He's like 30 years older than her, and you're just like, Jesus. And then black, you know, fade to black. Eight years later, and I in the screening room went, Jesus fucking Christ! <laughs> and then it's like him at the talent show, and his daughter is doing like dick jokes on the stand. Is it stage. one of the Apatow kids doing? No, they're too old for this shit. They are too old for this shit now. Got yeah. Maude Apatow is this the grizzled old veteran of like <laughs> my least favorite movie of the year is Mother's Day. Okay. Uh, uh, oh, that was actually yeah. a fun in theater experience. Yeah, that was me. a great. Were you at the critic screening? No, I went no, to the critic screening, and that was nuts. All yeah. the critics were moaning, like uh, it was like they were like we were being slowly poisoned. Yeah. Rest in peace, Gary Marshall. I will say, <laughs> I under, love you, Gary, but holy shit, underrated, hilarious scene that maybe was intentional. Like, oh no, it wasn't even in the movie. It was the end credit blooper reel where Julia Roberts is plaintive looking out the Whistle Stop Cafe window is interrupted by that long ass train going by. That is, it. Sounds funny. Very oh, strange. It was so funny. Julia Roberts performance in that is like a fucking extraterrestrial. It is a also, bizarre performance. The logistics of that movie are like arrival-esque in their like defiance of time and space. <laughs> that is also true. Like the way I can't even get into it. It's a whole half hour long I'm conversation. I'm trying to find God there what's, was this. What's your least favorite film of the year, Joe? 
Oh, I mean, I saw Suicide Squad. Okay, I was going to say that's, Suicide Squad is my number one. That's right at the bottom for me. That's too. really that's bad. That was one of those things where I just, I mean, we talked about it in our episode. I could not believe how bad I it was. I didn't see Batman v Superman yet. So way like, better. Way better. Yeah? Way oh, better. Yeah. That I'll, movie's like decent. That's I'll, like a yeah, great I'll movie compared to, to Suicide Squad. Yeah. 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 Um, yes, agreed. Squib Squab Squab is the worst film <laughs> of 2016. Oscar nominee Suicide Squad. Right. Which is, of course, why now they're handing David Ayer the spinoff with only female Here's characters. also, I think there's a chance Suicide Squad wins that Oscar for Best Makeup. It's the most, like, toss-up category. Because it's that, it's Star Trek Beyond, yeah. which... I don't think has any heat behind it. Like even like Suicide Squad has almost like negative heat, and which then is Man like better. Over. Man called Ova, which I think has a good chance because it's that sort of rule of like it wouldn't be here if voters didn't right. weirdly have a boner for it. Yeah. So like, yeah. Uh, the Killer Croc makeup's really good though. I know that's you what I give that's, credit. That's why I think Suicide Squad's going to win it. That's why I think Suicide Squad's going to win. I actually I think, think all the makeup work in Suicide Squad is good, even like Jared Leto's Joker, which is like I mean I don't agree with the artistic it's choices well made, but it's well executed. So you guys know like, more I don't than know me. if they needed to put crazy on his forehead or whatever it is they did. Is yeah. the, is the Star Trek Beyond nomination for the character with the black and white face? Largely, that has great makeup. Star Trek Beyond, fantastic. Yeah, and Idris Elba's character. Yeah, there's a lot of cool makeup in that, and Idris Elba's character. I can never tell sometimes with a lot of those movies whether it's makeup or CGI. I'm bad at sure. No, no, that has a lot of nice practical makeup and it's a great movie. Remember Keenster? I like that movie a lot. Yeah. Star Trek Beyond. Keenster. Yeah. Scotty's little friend I think Keenster. his name is Keenster. Oh, God. oh yeah, maybe. Yeah. I... But he's very cute. He's yes. Cute. Played uh, by Deep Roy. I love that. Oh, God, good yeah. for Deep Roy. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, that has been the 2017 Blank Check Awards. The 2017 We Talk About A Lot Of Stuff Awards. A loose, rambly episode. Yep. That a was fun good, one. Though. Uh, thank you so much for being here. For the fans out thank there. Thank you, guys. I love this. I really, and your podcast is great. Oh, get, get the fuck out. Okay. All right. Bye. Uh, people can check out your work on Cider. Follow Cider? you on Twitter. At Joe Reed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, that's, uh, I, I forget where we are in the Spielberg Man series, but next week, tune in for another Spielberg episode. Whatever. That's chrono- right. Catch if you can or something. I don't know. Has any performance topped Pete, Pete Postlethwaite in The Lost World? What a great performance. Playing that clip back, listening to that clip back, and just the voice of it, I was just like, man. So good, Matt. All right, guys. Signing off. Yeah, please uh, remember to rate, review, subscribe. I got to pee. David has to pee. I have to poo. Um, I'm fine. Well, great. uh, Humble rag. Tune in next week. uh, Uh, And and as always. As always. And as always. uh, If if you have to poop as well, please. uh, Please dick poop. Wasn't it? But now you took it. Yeah. Yes. Good. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Always a pleasure to have Joe Reed on the podcast. Hey, guys, of course, it's your pal, producer Ben. Uh, so sorry to miss out on this particular recording, but I got tied up with some stuff around the office. Boo. I know. And I was just, I was unable to join hashtag the two friends and Joe. But quickly here at the end of the episode, I thought I'd it just. Throw out a couple original categories. You know, I want to keep that tradition alive, baby. All right. So I should also mention I didn't see any of these movies. So I'm just going off of like really a limited amount of information. But here we go. All right. First category, wetter movies. Number one. Okay. Manchester by the Sea. Uh, Now, I'm going to assume at least some some moist, if not damp, moments is happening in this mill, okay? All right, next up we got Hell or High Water. I mean, it's got water in the title, so clearly they're going to get soaked at some point. I mean, that's just 
That's just logic. Next up, we got The Lobster. Again, that's a no-brainer. Uh, moving right along, we got Deepwater Horizon. Okay, you got oil boys on a rig, and there's an explosion. I mean, yeah, they're getting drenched by the end of that movie. Lastly, Sully. You know, yeah, I know the story. They crash in the river, so yeah, they get wet. All right, cool, cool. Next and final category. This is something I'm calling somebody stop me. All right, so this original category is preventing trends or or projects or even just people in Hollywood moving forward. It's like, no, 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 no more of that, please. I'm all set. Uh, a check, please. You, you get it. Okay, great. So our first film in the category is Hacksaw Ridge. Uh, Mel Gibson, you, you're like an anti-Semitic and a weirdo Christian and like, I don't know, it's like, get out of here, man. Somebody stop that guy. All right, great. So moving right along, next we have L.A. L.A. Land. Um, it's like, oh, hey, Mr. Hollywood, here's an idea for you. How about two great actors being sort of good at singing and dancing, plus jazz? Somebody stop that, please. I mean, it was bad enough we got a bloated Russell Crowe in La Miserables. Uh, let's just stop this. Hire people who are good at singing and dancing. I don't care that. Ryan Gosling learned to play jazz piano. Really getting worked up. <laughs> Talking in a, a small room by myself. All right, cool. Next up, we've got Manchester by the Sea. Uh, okay, Casey Affleck, I know you won an award, but will you quit bumming everyone out? It's super selfish. Also, you're sort of a creep, dude. It's like somebody stopped that guy. Speaking of creeps, though, next we got passengers. It's like, oh, great. Rape culture in space? Come on. Even in space? In the future? Still? Oh, man. Somebody stop that. Okay, lastly, of course, it's Sully, because it's like, you're going to make a movie about Sully? Sully Sullenberger? What? Come on. That's terrible. Some dude that landed a plane in the Hudson. And it's not even about the crash, really. It's, I, I've been told it's just about litigation and shit. I mean, I don't know. All right, well, that's all I got for you guys. Um, next week, we'll, we'll jump back into our Steven Spielberg miniseries. We'll be looking at AI. Producer Ben out. This has been a UCB Comedy production. Check out our other shows on the UCB Comedy Podcast Network.